my fault. The whole thing is my fault. If I hadn't bought that goddamn book, none of this would have ever happened. Well, that's all in the past. You mean the future? Whatever! Gundam and MHQ. This is episode 81. Yes, we are now in our 80s, and it's time for that creamed corn and strained peas. Can't wait. I like, I like, I like my amber sauce. <laughs> what, a, what a great time that is. That you, 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 uh, you start the world pooping in your pants, and you end the world pooping in your pants. It's a circle life right there, isn't it? Sweet. Yes, can't wait for that. Pass but, the defense. Uh, pass the defense. <laughs> Oh, right. Do you need to use the bathroom? Oh, it depends. <laughs> but. Badoosh. I'll be. I'll be all week. Try the fish. <laughs> Please try the prime rib. But, um. Yes, this is one of your hosts, Neil, and as you can hear, I'm, I'm joined here with uh, Chris and Solbro. Guys, say hello. Hey, yo. Hey. Okay. Well, such uh, such charisma that Chris has got today. I mean, must <laughs> must be must must have, must have been online and had to read uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the great rantings and ravings about some of the great uh, Gundam information that's come out of uh, Anime Expo this uh, this uh, this weekend and some of the things that we're going to be talking about and then. Well, I'm going to have two segments this episode, and the first one's going to be our thoughts uh, based on some of the information coming out. Uh, from Anime Expo about how Sunrise and Bandai wants to reinvigorate uh, Gundam in the Western world. Some of our thoughts of uh, what they could do, but won't do, because <laughs> why would they listen to us? We're only the fans, and we live in the Western part of the world, so I don't know. But uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that. And in the second uh, segment, we're going to be talking about um, the, the use of Mecha in a series, and if we took Mecha out of uh, established Mecha series, how it would change it, and maybe some series out there that if uh, they don't currently have Mecha in them, how that would change it if we inserted them. So um, that'll be kind of an interesting thing. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be lots of jokes and laughter and hearty horror stuff in there. So I'm certain. Wait, can't hearty wait. Hearty horror. Hearty horror. Derp yeah. derp. But uh, before that, we're going to do some news and a little light on the news front. I'm sure with this being uh, America weekend, uh, everybody's America! America's, everybody's out celebrating the way that Americans do by blowing up things and drinking too much, eating too much. So <laughs> God bless America. Boom. First one. dynamite. <laughs> First one here. Uh, the, the, these are some articles on the Leo's listener submitted news articles thread in the Mecca Talk forum. And the first one here is from... A longtime poster and uh, number one Chris Wanche fan, Mula Flaga, straight out of uh, Australia, land of the convicts. And uh, got some great news here coming from digitalspy.com and all those Zone of the Ender fans and 
boy, do we have tons of them because it just seems like for the last month or so, all I keep seeing in these articles is zone of the unders, zone of the enders, and maybe because a dingo ate my baby or a dingo flew my mech, I don't know. But um, That'd just be like cool to see what a dingo eat my baby or you fly the mech, both an actual dingo with yes. his little paws and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but um, like, just the dingo stole my robot. <laughs> <laughs> Dingo stole my robot. And the long tradition that's now going with the Xbox and the PS3, uh, we're going to see a new HD collection. And uh, Konami's, uh, they made an announcement that they're going to include both Zone of the Enders and Zone of the Enders Second Runner. That's going to be on a HD uh, collection for PS3 and Xbox 360 being released in 2012. So uh, definitely keep an eye out for that because we've seen things in the past like God of War. I think there's a Prince of Persia one and the one that I'm waiting for, uh, Shadow of the Colossus and Ico. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, can't wait to see how Shadow of the Colossus is on, um, on uh, HD quality. I'm sure Ooh. it's going to be just as great as it was when I played it on uh, standard definition. <laughs> but uh, definitely uh, some great stuff there and we'll keep you posted if any release dates or anything like that comes out there. And we just want to thank uh, Mr. Mula Flaga for his submission there and uh, look forward to what you got next show. So you get, uh, to, you get to play the Jehuti in all its phallic glory yes. in HD very soon. That's awesome. I, I will say that it, it's pretty cool that um, that's coming out because I remember working in game stores and people would come and looking for Second Runner and couldn't find it. It was like the hardest damn game to find after a while. And, wasn't, um, wasn't that part of which, – which one of the games was you had to buy that was purchased with – Metal Gear, wasn't it? One of one one. The first one. The, the first, first one, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was. It, people were buying. Uh, with Zone of the Enders, it was people were buying the Metal Gear Solid Two demo with bonus Zone of the Enders video game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That, that's exactly. Um. That's exactly what sold that game. So there was a lot of those around, but um, Second Runner was really hard to find after a while. So for that to come back out in HD is is was pretty nice. I'd I'd like to play that game again. Yeah, that's, I think they only made like four copies, and I know Bill. <laughs> I know Bill Whipton owns one of those copies. Bill Whipton, man, so in his um in his Smithsonian of video games that he has. Yes. Yes, he's, he's got them all lined up. But nice. uh, thank you, Mr. Mulufaga, for your submission. Uh, and our next one here comes from Hayaku Shiki. And this is going to be kind of a two-parter because I'm going to include uh, some breaking news. This is a breaking news thing, too, because uh, Chris has got some additional news uh, from this weekend. And like I had stated earlier, the Anime Expo is going on, and there's been some Gundam news. And Hakushiki talks about how, um, he, he puts it this way, looks like Soul Bro's wish has been granted. Gundam the Origin is becoming an anime. So, um, you know, if, if you heard... Uh, if you heard a, a great scream and yelp uh, a couple days ago, that was uh, Solbro going, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> but, uh, Wishes do come true. <laughs> They, they were downplayed. They always think they, they, they're, there's hope for us. Hopers and dreamers. Oh, oh. <laughs> Petitions do work. <laughs> Petitions do work, yes. Yeah, because Gunner Max is on DVD, right? Yeah, that's true. Oh, one of these years. One of these years, never. <laughs> but this is coming from um, the Anime News Network, and yes, uh, the uh, Gundam The Origin is closing out in Japan, or has closed out. It took about 10 years for them to do, and 
what a way to celebrate the 10th year of the uh, anniversary and to say that you're going to make it into an anime. So really no details yet of what it's going to be, how long, if it's an OVA, a regular series. But um, later on, we'll, we'll do some uh, discussion about that. But uh, Chris has also got some quick little things that were discussed at this uh, um, at this panel at Anime Expo, too. I know we go, we'll probably go into some more later on, but uh, just some quick hits there for us, Chris. Breaking news from California at Anime Expo. I'm here at the convention, surrounded by Hatsune Miku's and furries. <laughs> what, what, what are furries? What are you talking about there? What are furries? Please furries define. are these strange chaps who they get, in, they get into costumes of animals, full-body costumes, and they have sex with each other as animals. And animals. they yiff each are other. Are you talking like deer and, and sheep and stuff like this? This is what they're talking about? What's wrong with these? Yeah, like foxes and dogs and stuff, you know? Oh it's just, craziness, uh, craziness. Just imagine porn with mascots. There you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, the humanity. <laughs> that, that's a vision I don't ever want to see. Thank you, soul bro. So we got some news about the Gundams from Bandai Entertainment, those those dirty people from Japan. Oh. <laughs> Fighting for Tojo. <laughs> Tojo, Tojo. What are you telling me? They're allowing the Tojos over there in California now? What's going on with this world? I thought we were still at war. Isn't this I thought we had them all locked up in camps where we can keep an eye on them, but apparently not. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's okay because I said it in that voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, that's crazy news guy. 1940s, Chris. He's <laughs> out of a time warp like the Philadelphia Experiment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't understand. Awesome. But, uh, All right, so um, earth-shattering news. Gundam 00i, the manga, has been licensed. So Yay! if you... If you like the 00F manga, you can read this because it's a continuation of that. So that is coming out. No publication dates. It'll probably take freaking forever since Bandai Entertainment, <laughs> their manga is so slow. Ooh. And any release date that they give, it always comes out like a month or two after whatever the date they say is. You know, like all Bandai things. Yeah, they're, they're, very, they're very timely. All right. So there is that. They announced finally the date for the first box set of Mobile Suit Gundam Anime Legends. And that is September 13th. Cool. So we finally have a date on that. They actually mentioned Turn A Gundam. So people Ooh. who started to think that they were just, uh, you know, throwing it out there and, and not doing anything with it. They said it would be out later in the fall. Well, at least we know we know what kind of time frame it's going to be uh, released in. That. That's pretty nice. Well, they yeah. just said fall. Did they say fall 2011 or just sometime <laughs> in the future Listen, in said, the fall? <laughs> they didn't say later some fall. They said later this fall. Oh, okay, good. Right. I just wanted to make sure because, you know, you got to watch these guys from Bad Eye. Yeah. So that that's it for the uh, the Gundam news, and back to you in uh, the Allied Supreme Headquarters bunker. <laughs> uh, the thank latest you. news from the European front. Thank you for that, Mr. Chris, and thank you, Hayaku Shiki, for your submission. And go <laughs> buy Liberty Bonds for our boys. You want to make sure that they can take down those Jerry's and those Tojos. <laughs> next uh, uh, next article here comes from uh, the Gatekeeper. And uh, I don't know how to feel about this because I do like the show. It's it's not a it's not a mech anime, but um, I did like the show. But it shows now that everything there nothing sacred, and we're just trying to cash in everything. I guess um, the Stars Channel is going to be making a live action noir. Um, oh and, no! And I don't. Yeah, I. They, hey, they you talk- know, hold, hold up, hold up a second. I, I got to intercede here. Stars. Oh. Okay. Damn. Oh, yeah, they did, didn't they? No more Ava Green naked. No more naked Ava Green on no my team screen. No more naked Ava Green. The, day, the dream is dead. 
Yeah, well, oh, well, they're going to be uh, doing this, and you know, Noir was a it was a live it was a show with girls that were assassins, and you know, pretty uh, one of the pretty, many pretty, girls with guns shows. Yeah, exactly. Uh, pretty pretty good. Pretty very stylized and everything like that. But um, for whatever reason, they picked this out for uh, stars. So um, you know, I guess get your DVRs ready for that. So um, I, I know Neil was not a big fan of Spartacus, and and the pedigree behind this has probably got you more than worried since um since since you're not too keen on live action adaptations to begin with. But um, I don't know. Well, if, um, I, if I, I want to watch, if I want to watch. Uh, Ancient Greece. I'll just watch 300. There you go. That, that was my whole thing. So that's with historically it. accurate. Well, <laughs> not saying it is. I'm just saying. I, plus, it's shorter. I don't have to sit there and watch uh, 13 episodes. And you know, there's no crying in ancient well, Antwerp. 300 is historically accurate. If if you're Alan West. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose so. Um, I don't know. I I I, I like Spartacus, and um, I think that this this, this isn't about Spartacus. This I know. I'm just, I'm just. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just. I like something that's completely different and has uh, no relation at all to this. I'm just pointing. Uh, it has some relation, being that they had to. Why, uh, is that it the, the, the network? Yeah, it's on the same network, and it's the same production team. So, as far yeah. as I know, I'm, I'm hoping it'll be as entertaining as, as Spartacus is to me. No, no CGI and, blood. I'm so sick of CGI blood. Well, shoot, freaking, freaking. Noir was bloodless to begin with. I know, but <laughs> so, yeah, but stars is as a network about blood and sex now. So yeah, yeah it's uh, I don't so, know. Oh, who knows? I'm, what we'll I'm, see. I'm, sure, I'm sure this Noir. Will Here's be hoping they carry that through on Torchwood. Yeah, there you go. I think I think it's 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 a it's a series that they can bring to live action a lot easier than 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 most uh, animes. But I guess we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really watch stars. So, but uh, thank you, Mister the Gatekeeper, for your submission. Last one here, and this is really up Chris's alley because um, he, you know, he sometimes talks about it. And this is from Crudo, and um, this is from CNNGo.com. And yeah, you just got to go on this link and talk about it. It's guess the uh, the description here is apparently the Japanese have decided that sex roids aren't quite ready for the open market and have instead put them. <laughs> To work as ultra disturbing dental training bots. Nice. So um, emphasis yeah. on ultra disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> I clicked on this link. I looked at the picture. Oh my god! There's this hideous. I mean, talk about uncanny valley. Good god! There's this soulless monster like staring up at the camera with its mouth like ah. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, that, that picture could give me nightmares. Uh, Makes yeah. it funny. <laughs> I yeah, gotta it, see this. It, it, the, you don't want to really. What Chris is saying doesn't do it justice. You got to be shocked, and then you have to just read read the article itself because it is just. The, the uh, question is: are, are 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 these? You know, they're using these for like dental training. Are they used sexeroids? <laughs> well, thank you, What's Mr. Inside Cru- their mouths. That's what I want to know. Thank you, Mr. Crudo, for your submission. And now here's Chris with the with the mailbag. I didn't want to go into that territory, Chris. Hit us up with the mailbag. Thank you for all those submitting articles to the Neo's Listener Submitted News Articles thread. Thank you. And here's Chris with mailbags questions. No more sex roids. See, you hit me up with that so quickly, I didn't even have the mailbag thread. So, you, you screwed it up. <laughs> Are these you sex roids? Oh! <laughs> she got something between her teeth. What is that, a hair? <laughs> Hey, it allows it allows Dennis to go in there and 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 clean up the worst case scenario. Oh. <laughs> All right, uh, mailbag. We got um... your breath smells like someone's junk. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Question from uh, Nasty Nate. 
All right. Who asks, what do you guys think about the IGPX anime series? Man. I, I never saw it, so... I haven't really thought much. I think I saw, like, half an episode once, so... Yeah, I, that, that's pretty much the most I've seen myself. Um, I like the fact that it was... I guess it was a joint effort between um, a Japanese uh, animation studio and um, an American team working to put that show together, so um, it, it, it seemed to have some kind of potential uh, for it to be cool, but I, I have yet to see it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. He also asks... What do you guys think of the Metal Gear Solid series of video games? Which one is your favorite? As always, I am late to the bandwagon, and now with the Metal Gear Solid games, I am just now getting to the third one. What anime series or video game would you consider that you were late to the bandwagon? And, uh, yeah. So, Metal Gear, uh, I love the Metal Gear series. Mm -hmm. I would say my favorites. It's a close tie between... uh, the first one and the third one, Snake Eater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I know for me, uh, the first one always have a special place in my no, heart. No, not for you. For, oh. for Joe Smith. For Joe Smith. <laughs> what does Joe Smith think? <laughs> well, if Joe Smith was part of the show, he might be able to say something. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, uh, part one always have a special place in my heart. I especially love the uh, the GameCube remake of that. I thought the Twin Snakes was Heresy. Really good. Oh, you don't like the Twin Snakes? Ooh, no, yeah. every, everyone else... Uh, Seems to hate that game. Like, oh, they they had the voice actors re-record their voices and drop their stupid accents, and Snake jumped over a missile in a cutscene. Oh my God, for real? They, they added the first-person shooter thing from from two and wah. Wow. So so the game could cannot be improved. It's got to be the same old game that it was on the PlayStation, with, with complete with no no mo, no mouth move, movements, just nodding heads. <laughs> Yep. But um okay. no, how it is. Yeah, part one. Part one was awesome. I, I I have a fondness for part three as well, especially the story in part three. I thought that was uh I thought it was outstanding. Uh, part four, I haven't gone all the way through it, but I know it's brought grown men to tears. I know that much. And uh, part four is definitely epic on that level. But um also um Metal Gear Solid Part One, uh, the original one on the NES. Played that back in the day, and that I mean game was Metal Gear. Metal Gear. God, what am I saying? Metal Gear on the NES. I played that back in the day, and um, I I did not get it at the time. I, it was so tough. I just gave up on it, and um, I was hesitant to play Metal Gear Solid when it came out on the PlayStation One years um, afterwards. But I, I love that game, and that experience going through that game. Uh, it's still one of the most memorable ones I've had in gaming. But yeah, Metal Gear is definitely up there. Um, I'd have to say the first one, just for all the things that you guys said too. So, um, it was the second part was something that we got uh, anime in. that you were uh, late to the bandwagon on, and I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna answer one on Soul Bro's behalf. Okay, Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. definitely late to the bandwagon. The latest. <laughs> the latest that show is awesome i'm slowly going through it and um it is it is it is good tv it's good anime and it's good sci-fi for those who don't watch anime on a regular basis if you love a good soap o- a space opera you definitely need to watch that show you're about to say soap opera, soap you opera yeah i'm sorry hey man i corrected myself i saved it <laughs> but yeah legend of the galactic heroes definitely I, I was i'm the latest on the bandwagon still am so yeah, that's mine um i'm trying to think what i'm really late on when it comes to an anime how, what would be late? Like years and years after it. Yeah. Uh, and like it, anything we recommend to Soulbro, for example. <laughs> I mean, a, a lot of the times I'm late because I just didn't have the ability to view it. Like up until you know a few years ago, when you were able to borrow things off the internet a lot easier and and things like that. You just it was <laughs> I like very that. 
I mean, there, there's a off the internet. I mean, there's a lot of shows that uh, I guess technically I was late on, but I just never was able to see them. Just well, just give us something, damn it. How about L Game? Uh, yeah, that would probably be yeah, th- yeah. that would probably be the best one I'd say is L Game. So because I, I should have finished that up years ago, and there was no excuse because I could have bar- I could have borrowed it off the internet that, at that time too. So good answer, good answer. <laughs> Chris, Chris, what would be yours? I'd probably say Dendo. Mm. Oh, yeah. I gotta finish that, but yeah, that would be one too. The 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 mythical always got to the eighth episode, and no one wanted to do it anymore. <laughs> I know those first eight episodes though, but pretty tough. So, so our next questions come from Drivedin, however you pronounce it, who who seems to have come out of a time warp from uh, from the uh, the Renaissance. Perhaps he's an Englishman in King Arthur's court. He says, <laughs> "Hail and well met to all members of Gundam at MAHQ." Right. He, does sound, he does sound like an Englishman in King Arthur's court. <laughs> I have two simple questions for thee. He didn't put the for thee part. Are any of you aware of any plans to release Gundam Unicorn as a box set following the completion of the series that does not exist? I'm sure it will be a box set sometime maybe in 2013. You know, they want to get you to buy those individual volumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and his second question, is there any possibility of a release of Gundam Unicorn on DVD? That's old news that was already announced. Uh, it was just mentioned again at Anime Expo yesterday before we recorded this that uh, they're releasing in America, dual language, the first two episodes on one DVD. So there you go. That's awesome. That's awesome. Speaking of awesome, Mm -hmm. our next questions come from Awesome78. Oh, ho. Nice segue. Great segue. I guess in in Universal Century, 0078 was an awesome year because no one died. No. (laughs) There was no war. But that next year, that was a doozy. Yeah, it was... uh, (laughs) Indeed. Yeah, he asks uh, if we were to pilot any super robot of our choice, what would it be? And if you guys were to pilot three individual parts from a giant super robot like Eden or Get a Robo, who would pilot the top part, the middle part, the bottom? I think we've answered this before, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah we have. So we'll, we'll move on. Oh, find it yourself. <laughs> our next question comes from Mr. Trollrello himself, Mechton GM. Oh man, Daniel Mason. I mean, the freaking the uh, the great 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 grandfather of Howard Mason. It's good to hear from him. <laughs> He says, here's a scenario for you guys. The real pedal bear, not Pedro or Peter, shows up in the pedal bear guy and kidnaps Rena from Gunpla Builders. How do you guys stop him and save Rena from a terrible fate? Do you attack in your own individual mecha or do you all form a super robot and scream a special attack and blast pedal bear into oblivion? If you pick the second option, what robot is it and what attack is used? Would you call in pedal bear north and south to form the pedal bear got tie? How would the battle, how would the battle play out? <laughs> Also has old-time news guy replaced Dennis. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what is with these questions? I don't give a crap about that girl. I don't care what Pedalbear does to her in his party van. Ouch. Ouch. Damn. Damn. And I, and I don't think bringing north and south is going to really do anything. That's not going to help the situation. Yeah. Because the, the, the last. go tie, as he meant, not got tie. So. Uh, hey, man, I would just cheat and stick the, stick the strike witches on him. <laughs> <laughs> he would be overwhelmed. He would be overwhelmed. Uh, yes, uh, old-time news guy. Uh, he, he, Dennis, uh, Dennis is on uh, 
That's permanently. I thought he was in prison, wasn't he? He was in prison, yeah. <laughs> With him in the um, him in the emperor. Well, you know, he was he was doing the porn movies, and then uh, in California, he was shooting those, and then there was some trouble, and oh. there was actually some questions about a girl, and he he said, "I swear, she would thought she was 18." And oh man, oh man. So he's he's pedo bear now. <laughs> yeah, he got he got caught just just like how Chris Hansen got caught uh, cheating on his wife. Ooh, yeah. I did not know that. Oh well, a reporter from South Florida. Florida. Oh, South Florida. Florida. South Florida, you've done it again. <laughs> well, was it was it the thing that the real kicker was he he told this girl that he he was getting divorced or he was divorced or something like that. So it's like it's like a whole it's a whole thing, but it you know, karma's a bitch. <laughs> karma is a bitch, dude. Oh man. So our next question comes from someone we haven't heard from in a little while. The suspicious red lamp. Oh man. He says Hello, goddamn crew. This Frenchman has some questions for you. Mm-hmm. I know you all have a busy schedule, but are you following other podcasts other than Gundam when you get time to waste or doing multitasking activities like listening to a podcast while playing video games? Oh, all right. I'll I'll throw it out here because I have uh, a litany of podcasts that I listen to somehow throughout uh, my busy schedule. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at my iTunes subscriptions here, so I'm just going to go down. Uh, one of the ones I listen to is uh, Marketplace. It's a uh, business and news podcast from American Public Media. It's a radio show, so I just listen to the podcast version. I used to listen to the actual radio show for years. If you like um, an interesting way to present uh, business news and uh, economic news, it's a great podcast, so it's worth checking out. Um, I also listen to The Electric Hydra. It's a podcast from a bunch of current and former Destructoid uh, staff members, and they just basically shoot the shit about any topic, talk about video games, and uh, it's some good fun. Mm. That's worth listening to. Another one I listen to, uh, I know Silver listens to this as well, the Slash Filmcast. Yes, sir. It's a great uh, movie and TV show podcast uh, from SlashFilm.com, so I would definitely recommend listening to that if you like discussion of movies and TV. It's a very good podcast. Absolutely. I also listen... I'm sorry, go ahead. I said absolutely. I also listen to Hollywood Babylon, which is uh, one of (laughs) the litany of podcasts that Kevin Smith does. Mm -hmm. And this is with uh, his co-host, Ralph Garman, a actor who is a man of a thousand voices who has his own old-time news guy. Oh, does he? (laughs) Yes, he does. Oh, man. Who would win in a battle, our old-time news guy or his? No, he's great. His his old-time news guy is spot on, so he... He would definitely win at that. So they talk about uh, entertainment news and with the usual uh, Kevin Smith insanity. So you can learn um, the truth behind uh, all these strange things like the phrase, give that penis a sandwich. Or you can learn uh, if you ever wanted to know how big Liam Liam Neeson's cock is. Wow. (laughs) That's the kind of stuff they talk about over there. I've never even thought to think about that. Well, if you listen to Hollywood Babylon, you'll find out everything you ever wanted to know about Liam Neeson's cock. Well, I've got, I've got to, I've got to subscribe. <laughs> well, there you go. I always listen to uh, Kevin Smith's other podcast, the original one that started it all, Smodcast. Yep. Which he does uh, with his pal uh, Scott Mosier, hence the S M in Smod. <laughs> so that's that's a great show. Uh, what else have I got here? I also listen to The World. That's another podcast version of a new show. And this is a radio show produced by 
Public Radio International and BBC News. So it's news from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And it's a very interesting radio show, very well made. Got all sorts of the sort of stuff that you never hear about in you know, your typical mainstream media stories from around the world, where they actually focus on things other than America. Oh, wow. Shocking, I know. Shocking. <laughs> yes. Um, moving on, almost done. I also listened to The Sword and Laser, which has uh, been mentioned here before. That's the podcast uh, co-hosted by Veronica Belmont. Yes, indeed. Where they do sort of like a book club. They read um, and they discuss sci-fi and fantasy books such as Wheel of Time, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. And that show is co-hosted by a guy named Tom Merritt, who segues into the next podcast. He hosts a show called Tech News Today that's part of Leo Laporte's Twit Network. Uh And as the name implies, it's a show about uh, the day's tech news Mm. with a lot of uh, Twit people. So if you like uh, the Twit people, check that out. I also listen to This Week in Tech, the original flagship show that Leo Laporte started up. Mm-hmm. This is a great tech discussion show. That's a weekly show. And finally, the TomoCast. Oh, TomoCast. Nice. Which, of course, is hosted and edited by Pedro. Absolutely. So that is all the podcasts that I managed to listen to all on any given week. <laughs> Neil, how many podcasts you listen to? <laughs> in, in a week? In a year. <laughs> Uh, Probably all the same. Gun, gun damn doesn't count. <laughs> um, I don't listen to anything. Hey, there you go. They go. Neil, Neil watches. Neil, Neil wakes up and watches Morning Joe. <laughs> no, I watch CNBC. CNBC. There you go. There you go. That's what you he does. Watch it. Watch it for my girl Becky Quick, man. Ooh, that's right. No, no, nothing. Nothing better than nothing more pornography than hot chick talking uh, PE ratios and debt <laughs> equity and stuff. Yeah, but what are you going to do now watching CNBC with Aaron Burnett being gone? Oh, man. Yeah, that is true. But, um, yeah, no, I don't. I, I've, um, well, now since uh, I can get the, the, the Chaos Theater, I've been listening to those. Mm-hmm. So, but other than that, I really don't listen to podcasts, even though it seems like all your TV shows and all your radio shows, ironically, are all starting to go to that medium. And, yeah, uh, that's true. I think that that's pretty cool. And, and maybe I'll start. You know, doing a little bit more because certain shows you might not be able to catch, um, you know, because you're working or whatever. You, you can do that. And, um, you know, because I, I know a lot of like um, a lot of like the sports shows, like I know Pardon the Interruption, they do their whole show on a podcast, a video podcast formula. So, oh, wow. Uh, you can catch those. And, you know, so. But yeah, as of right now, I'm not a huge into listening to podcasts. So sorry. Well, I know when I um I edit podcasts, I listen to podcasts as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and, uh, I, and while I'm working through my while I'm going through my work, day, is, this, is, is this your second addiction? <laughs> your first addiction, television. Second addiction, addiction is a uh, podcast. Hey man, I got to do something to pass the time I'm editing. But um no, uh, while I'm working, I listen to a lot of podcasts and um, chaos theaters. Definitely one of them. Um, you sure you want to say that? You never know if your boss is going to be listening. <laughs> oh, Mark, I'm listening to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> well, let's hope they're not listening. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, Chaos Theater is 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 definitely a podcast I listen to it's and a I enjoy. Show. I know it's so so bad. I don't well, know. Why I, I only... Especially episode four. <laughs> you dick. This is the I, worst episode ever. And the guest I, episode, he sucked donkey balls. All, did, all, all I do, though, is I just download it and then I skip the parts I don't want to listen to or I don't like. Oh, oh 
So there you go. I listened to all five minutes of Chaos Theater after all. Of wow. <laughs> I also listened to the Ass Backwards Anime Podcast (SSAA), who is advertised on this on this podcast. Um, Anime Addicts Anonymous. I listen to those guys quite often, especially when they do live shows, which is every pretty much every week now. Um, I I like um because you know it helps me keep up in uh, with the gaming industry. I, I listen to uh, G4's feedback with Adam Sessler and his his group of pundits on there. Um, I love the Nerdist podcast with Chris Hardwick, and um, he's got two of the co-hosts on there, and they interview all sorts of celebrities and a whole lot of um. They also interview a whole lot of comedians, which I love when they when they sit and talk with other comedians that I I, I enjoy and enjoy their stand up. Uh, he sits down and they just have the the funniest conversations together. But uh, yeah, Chris Hardwick, big time fan of his. Um, and also another comedian that actually has a podcast of his own is Bill Burr called the Monday Morning Podcast. Every Monday he has an hour long podcast where he just well, talks I hope about. It, I hope it's on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> He has a on the Monday morning podcast. Catch it every Wednesday. If, if anybody knows Bill Burr from either Chappelle's show or the stand up he's done, um, he's got a podcast where he just sits and talks about the events of the week. He's a big hockey fan, so sometimes he'll go into um, you know when hockey season's going, he'll talk about the Boston Bruins, which is his favorite team and has been because he's from Boston himself. Uh, um, he he he, he, say, he so lost he lost his damn mind. Bandwagon chopper. No, nah, nah. I mean, he, I I went back and listened to his back catalog, and he That's was fine. he's yes. always talked about him. But um, yeah, he's a big Bruins fan, and he lost his damn mind when uh when they won the uh when they won the Stanley Cup. Um, I also, as Chris mentioned, I I listened to the Slash Filmcast. I love those guys, and they review movies. Um, they, I I love their movie reviews and the the movie news they go over, and they do a live show on Sunday nights, if I recall. And um, I another movie podcasting website I'm a big fan of is Spill.com, and they not only have uh, anime animated video reviews of movies but they also have a lot of podcasts talking about different di- different things and um uncut audio reviews of the movies that they review and uh lastly a podcast i just discovered recently and have been turning other people onto is one um hosted by john oliver from the daily show and his fellow comedian andy saltzman who's over in the uk they get together once a week and i believe new episodes come out on friday it's called the bugle podcast and they talk about the news pretty much happening all over the world with an emphasis on I- events happening in the u.s us and the uk and their commentary on the news is absolutely riotous i love those two guys especially being a big fan of the daily show and um seeing john oliver on there that that guy is always on point and um hearing him have back and forth with andy saltzman is is just a joy to behold i i love that podcast to death and i i i encourage everybody to check out the bugle podcast when you get a chance but those are my podcasts that i love and and listen to all the time i expected you to have more than me i, I have a i have a few more but i i i run out the clock <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the second part of mm-hmm. of uh, Mr. Lamp's question is, which mecha anime, without mentioning Gundam, would you like a decent video game adaptation to be made of and actually cross the Pacific Ocean to our familiar lands? My personal choice would be Fafner, just because I'm a giant fanboy of that show. And mm-hmm. I also think that a FPS could actually work with the common online games, just have Fafners going at it with all weapons loaded. Wow. I would love to see a, I mean, if this is Candyland, because obviously this is a, a dinosaur <laughs> show by by modern anime standards, uh-huh. I would love to see like an open world sandbox Pat Labor game. Yeah. Wow. Holy yeah. man, that would that would be badass. Um, well, you, you, you figured it would be someone like... Think like, like uh, L.A. Noir, L.A. Noir with, I was gonna robots. Say, with robots. With robots. 
quiet. Watch you interrogate other other criminals. Inter- interrogate criminals after capturing them with your with your pat labor. Well, I would no, love but... to see like like you play as Oda and he just massively wrecks everything and like the uh, the damage bill and the lawsuits against the police department. Just uh, just L.A. Noir minus that terrible ending. Oh, Neo. <laughs> well, damn. Yeah, the, I, the ending wow, is, this is amazing. Uh, really? That's the end. Okay. <laughs> you go from being... No spoilers now. I have not played that uh, game on the video tube yet. Oh, it, it, it's it's up to you. It's up to your it's up to your uh, envisioning of it. But that's a conversation. That's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. That's a conversation for another day. But um, yeah, I guess as long as the ending's not anticlimactic, um, I'd say Pat Liver is a good candidate. Um, how about Voltomes? Would that be an okay candidate? You think? There was a uh, Voltomes PS2 game a few years ago in Japan that I hear was pretty good, and uh-huh. uh, I've seen video of it. What's kind of cool is uh, it's um, you can run around on foot as Chirico causing uh, the apocalypse, or you could get into a scope dog. So that's that's kind of neat. And the video I saw had him fighting scope dogs on foot, and you can guess who won. Well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be Grand Theft Votomes then. That's pretty nice. Well, of course, I'd want. Uh, why wouldn't you want Macross? I mean, how awesome would that be to you know? Even if you're just doing. Yeah, but the, there already are good. Yeah, but he said any, he said anything else that wasn't Gundam. So, but I think I he was implying stuff that doesn't already have games because Fafner uh, okay. doesn't yeah. have any games. So I guess Fafner would be uh, Fafner. Fafner's uh, definitely a good cho- uh, choice. So Pat Labor never had a game at all. Maybe like on the NES or the Super NES. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I guess I guess that that, that Pat Labor's Pat Labor's like the almost forgotten show. Sometimes it's like the fact that we've done the show for so long and we haven't even talked about it <laughs> hey the fact that it took me 11 years on mhq to actually start reviewing it what, yeah <laughs> what does that say it, it, it says a lot um how about escaflone i know that um i don't think there was ever an escaflone game and if it was it must have been it must have came and gone pretty quickly to not make much of a there actually was an escaflone game oh you gotta be kidding yeah, it was I. It was on the PS One. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It was Japan only, of course, uh-huh. and it had new animated footage. Wow. I'll have to hunt that down. I'll at least look up some YouTube videos of that game. I don't know if it was good or if it was shite, but it did exist. <laughs> if it was from Bandai at that point in time, I'm pretty sure it was the latter. Probably shite. Yeah. But yeah. Any other candidates? Dumb uh, Yeah, I don't think Dunbar never had a game, and if but maybe it did. I, it's hard to tell since we don't live in Japan, but um. Dunbine. What kind of game would Dunbine have had in like 1983? <laughs> it would look like um. Oh like God! Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> it looked like ET on the 2600. But you know uh, there, w- uh, there there was a revival during the late 90s with the PS1. A lot of uh, games based on old animes were being made. So I, I don't know if Dunbine was one of them or not. But yeah, it makes me wonder. Uh, for me, still in Candyland, mm-hmm. I would want a Lasner game in the Ooh. style of Zone of the Enders. Oh yeah, wow. that would be cool, man. That would be badass. But um, that, that's definitely Candyland material. Since <laughs> yep, Lazner has not seen a revival since. But damn, and never will. So that uh, wraps up the mailbag questions. As always, you can add more questions at the uh, Mecha Talk thread. So check it out and post right. your questions. Right on. All right. All right, Chris. Thank you for that. Thank you for everyone giving, uh, asking those questions. And if there isn't anything else that we need to cover before we go into our first topic, this is, you're listening to Gundam at MAHQ.
don't give a goddamn who you are. This is America, Jack. Now you say one more word about Lisa here, and I'm gonna break my foot off in your royal ass. Get rid of everything that creates hate. Everything that helps make it grow. Alright, everyone, this is Sil Bosby, and you've heard about... Judo! Judo... Judo Washington. Judo and the Junkyard Kids. Well, this fall on WSBR, they're gonna be coming to your home. Uh, annoying pest! What are you looking at? <laughs> You're being mean, Judo. Why won't you play with me? Judo is under my control. Join Judo as they go against all the wackiness with the Mashima and the Junkyard guy. And you learn a little things in the end. That's it. This fall, Judo and the Junkyard kids are WSBR for your DVR favorites. Judo, you just watch. I'm going to get you this time. <laughs> Hey guys, I am Sean Ryan, also known as the Grey Ghost. And I am Kevin Gray, also known as the Business and the LLC. And we are Method to Madness, a weekly podcast that cusses and discusses anime and video games. Yes. And other otaku subjects. That That is what we are here for. We are here to rip them up. And sometimes build them up. The shows that we love, the shows that we hate, the shows that we watch so that you wouldn't have to. Go to thegreyghost.net or go check us out on iTunes. With whiskey. <laughs> this is so stupid, but awesome. That's why this is going to be great. Uh, Damn! You got to be a stupid motherfucker to get five on your day off. segment of Gundam at MAHQ is brought to you by Petco. Hey everybody, welcome back to Gundam at MAHQ, and uh, right now we're going to do something that uh, we haven't done in a while, and that's uh, discuss what we think about the future of Gundam in America. And uh, we're recording this the day after the Gundam panel that was at Anime Expo that had some news that we mentioned in Neo's News, uh, licensing of 00i, release dates for MSG, release window for Turn A. But during the Gundam panel, there was a Sunrise producer, let me see here, uh, the name, uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, but it's, in, it's in the ANN report, so you can go check it out there. Some Japanese guy. Some Japanese guy. Yeah. We'll call him Hero. Oh my gosh! Let's just call him Japanese guy. Japanese guy. The 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 um. Let's see here. Um, oh, it's uh, Yasuo Shin, Miyakawa. From yeah, and um, Gundam Division of General Division Shin General Sasaki. Manager Shin Sasaki. You got it. That's who was there. Okay, so they were talking about um, Gundam, of course, since it's a Gundam panel, hmm. and. Uh, Someone had asked, like, why all this uh, hubbub about Gundam now, and they were commenting that they're trying to reintroduce Gundam to America because while it's been wildly popular in Japan, it hasn't been as popular around the world. 
So we want to talk about that and things Sunrise should do to make Gundam work in America but won't. Mm -hmm. But before that, I figure we should give a little bit of discussion to the announcement that Gundam The Origin is being animated. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I know the Hopers and the Dreamers got all excited. Yeah, uh, I, I also, um, you know, it's funny. I found out that morning um, when, when I guess the information leaked, I, I went to Twitter and um, someone on Twitter, um, one of our listeners, he went on to say that uh, I know the soul bro is smiling right now because of the news that just broke out. I had no idea what the hell he was talking about. And within about five minutes of just searching, I, I found out that origin, uh, the information that, that, that the animated series is coming got released. I, you know, I, I was, I was happy because we talked about it on the show many times before and, you know, the possibility of it ever getting, um, animated was, you know, pretty slim because it was a manga and rarely mangas do get, um, brought into animation but sure enough uh this just got announced on the heels of uh gun of ages announcement and um with the i guess the new the reality that sunrise is now animating printed works like gundam unicorn so you know it, it the, I, I guess i should have saw the writing on the wall that this was going to happen especially since the manga just ended in japan for gundam the origin so I, I'll, I'll lay i'll lay my card on the table right now mm -hmm. honestly i'm not too excited about uh an origin animated version wow and i'll tell you why okay the whole point of origin the manga was that we were getting this nice adaptation of the story with a couple of changes here and there some big some small in in an illustrated fashion with really nice artwork by yaz okay and it exists in that medium and we can read it in that medium mm -hmm. but to then adapt that into an anime is an adaptation of an adaptation, which just yeah. strikes me as utterly pointless. That's like playing a video game based on a movie that was based on a video game. And I'm sure, Silbro, you might be thinking of Street Fighter, the movie, the game. <laughs> I am. What and an exercise in futility that was. The, the, the horrible quality of that movie aside, mm -hmm. I mean, how dumb is that to make a video game out of a movie that was made out of a video game? It was pretty bad in execution. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> I don't look back on that in any, with any fond memories at all. The movie yeah. may be, but not that, not that game. God, no. And, and here's the thing. In Candyland, sure, would it be nice to see, like, a full-length, 50-episode, beautifully reanimated version of the MSG story told through the lens of the origin. Sure, that would be nice, but almost certainly that's not going to happen. I don't think they're going to make a TV series because yeah. they certainly would not run two TV series at the same time. Yeah, no, I would imagine it'd be more the OAV route like Unicorn and maybe a volume or two per episode and maybe there'll be hour-long episodes. Who knows? Something like that. Mm -hmm. So given the realities of the resources that Sunrise has available and also the reality that we're always going to be stuck with the one-year war or with the Xeon in some fashion because that's the most popular stuff. Right. You know, if it's a given that all Universal Century OAVs from this point on and the way they have been for the last decade or so will always be one-year war or Xeon related, given all of that, I would have at least preferred a different story instead of going back to the old story of Amro and Char. You know, if you want to make another continuity-busting OAV about some dudes in prototype Gundams fighting somewhere <laughs> during the One-Year War, fine. At least that's a different story. Right. If you want to adapt another manga, fine. If it's got to be Xeon, 
Hell, I would have preferred Shards of Elite Affair because at least that's just a straight-up adaptation, and we'd be seeing uh, a lot of light being shed on a period that isn't really explored, and we'd be seeing a lot of new things, not the same old, same old, because at the end of the day, even with all of the changes that Origin makes, still Amuro, still Shard, Shard. still, still the one-year war, same as before. Yeah. Yeah, it, and I'll be honest with you, I, I, I would rather them just give us over here, you know, a reissue of the manga translated over if they want to if they want to do it just give us so, so we can read it but I, I do kind of agree an adaptation of an adaptation of something it's something's going to get lost here after a while so that doesn't mean that i'm i'm hitting on it you know yeah sure if if, if they start if they announce like freaking blu-rays of origin yeah this is going to be the first idiot in line to pre-order it <laughs> and by that i mean actually pre-order not pre-torrent yeah but Still, I would have been more excited if we had gotten something at least a bit more original, which is why I find myself, oddly, looking forward more to age than to origin. Oh, here comes, wow. here comes the hate mail. Oh, man, the, the wave of hate is coming at you. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm I, sure I, it is because, you know what, <laughs> I, I only want to touch upon this topic very, very briefly since we did it last episode, mm -hmm. but the news about origin, how quickly the hypocrisy appears. Mm. Oh, oh, go ahead. And... I think that we can finally lay to rest and never come back to this again, ever, in the mm -hmm. future history of Gundam. The, the whole issue of Gundam innovation versus Gundam cliches. Yeah. Because there was always there's as we laid out before, all the bitching about the cliches and, oh, something different. Then there was all the bitching about age. Then this news came out, Origins getting animated, and I saw quite a few comments on a bunch of sites people saying stuff to the effect of, Gundam has been redeemed! I can love Gundam again! <laughs> and, 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 what, and, what is, and what is Gundam Origin? One giant Gundam cliche. <laughs> I mean, yep. So there well, you go. It's 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 a it's a, a re-envisioning of a story that's already been told. And yeah. like Chris said, there's some major points that have been you know that have been added, and there's some minor points. But other than that, it's just you know. And 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 the other thing we got to look at too is you do make a great point, Chris. Is it, I don't know how, I don't know how many volumes the actual manga ended up being. Twenty two. Mm -hmm. Twenty two. So there is going to be a lot of stuff cut out if this is an OVA. I mean, yeah. it's not, you're not going to get those. I know that, um, you know, halfway through the manga, there's detailed about Char's past and everything like that. Don't think you're going to get episodes and episodes of uh, Char's past, you know, before with uh, Jimbo Rawl and all this other stuff. So, Well, here's the other thing about Origin, and this is, you know, why I'm a little bit more cautious about Origin. My experience with Origin, I'm sure this is the same with you guys, mm -hmm. is limited only to what Viz released before they abandoned it. Pretty right. much, yeah. And while that's all good stuff, that only goes up to about Ron Baral and a little bit after Ron Baral. Mm -hmm. And Origin ran for about 10 years. So even though it's great at that part, we don't know as is. English readers if yep. it's managed to stay that consistent and be good throughout all those 10 years. Because Probability it, suggests that it almost can't be if it's running that long. And the, and the thing is, is you know, I, yeah, and we're speculating because we're it's talking about something we hadn't seen before. So in our minds, we're saying, okay, since we're given this story, it must automatically be great. But that may not be the case. So I don't know. It'll be oh. interesting to see. But I, I saw the same things you were talking about, Chris, where it's like now every, you know, it, there is a lot of hypocrisy in it. And, you know, it's it's. You know, just because I'm not super uber excited about the origin being animated doesn't mean that I'm not going to watch it and purchase it and stuff like that. But 
you know, it, it, it's just, it's just, you know, it, it's the, it's the, it's the madness that the fans have is you sit there and complain because Gundam Age is doing something a little bit out of the box and it's ruining Gundam and we need this and that and then, you know, but then on the same end, they don't want the cliches, but then it's like, you know, everything's been salvation has been made, you know, Jesus yeah. came, you know, it's the the, the Gundam rapture happened. It, it's yeah. it's like the origin is Gundam Jesus coming down yeah. from heaven <laughs> and instead of mana he's handing out Copies perfect great model kits yeah nice well i mean I, I origin to me seems like comfort food you know that people are accustomed to and you know they, they people like something that they already know as opposed to something that's completely new and it, it's change and people are usually resistant to change i don't know why people are so resistant to age because age looks like it has a lot of promise but origin is something that more people would probably more gundam um gundam diehards would gravitate towards but um i, yeah, I don't but, know but, i mean well, well, let me let me let me fin- i just i just wanted to add another point um i i i i i would have rather them do an adaptation like um shark's deleted affair also because it is a completely new story and something we haven't seen in animation as opposed to the origin but i am glad they're doing the origin because in a way um people who have been hesitant to check out um the original mobile suit gundam series or the movies even though the movies look a lot better than the tv show may actually give the origin a shot when it hits OVAs because it's going to be in HD, it's going to look gorgeous in animation, and it's going to be new to a lot of people who have put off watching First Gundam. Yeah, but, and, the, but, the, but the thing is, if you're going to, now you have the confusion because this, right. is a, this, is a re, this is a reimagining of the original. This is not canon. So now you're going to have people being attracted to something of yeah. that's not canon, and I don't always buy this whole uh, philosophy uh-huh. of, the, if I watch this, it's going to help me enter, be introduced to the other things was the zeta gonna movies weren't canon either but people watch those too and there's already confusion from that level too right. yeah there's gonna be a, a level well, of confusion there's regardless. already also confusion about when it comes to which version is official yeah. of the original series if it's the tv show or the or movie, the movie. yeah because yeah. so. of differences in events so that confusion's already been there and it will yeah. continue to be there and this will just add to that confusion but that doesn't really bother me mm-hmm. my thing is at the end of the day on this one issue is that no matter how much people say that they want innovation at the end of the day, they really just want the same old, same old. Yeah, They'll bitch about it, you know, before, mm-hmm. during, and after. But at the end of the day, they still want the same old, same old. So and you know, that, look- I think can we can lay this to rest. Yeah, we never have to come back to this again. I don't <laughs> want to come back to it. I'm burying it. It's dead. I've murdered it. So, so you don't look at the origin being animated as kind of akin to J.J. Uh, Abrams' uh, Star Trek in 2009 or anything like that? Because some people have been, used that analogy. And, well, mm-hmm. hey, here's the thing. It okay. depends. Um, for what market are you talking about? Yeah. I guess reinvesting interest for any uh, investing interest for any any new people who might come to no, the franchise. I mean, which side of, of the Pacific are you talking about? Oh yeah, true. Um, that is yeah, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I guess more so for uh, for for outside of uh, Japan. Well, that leads into that's a good segue into things Sunrise should do but won't. Okay. Here's my thing on that. When it comes to Gundam in the West, a lot mm-hmm. of fans always think that uh, the next thing that's going to come out will be the magic bullet that will save Gundam and be the Gundam <laughs> Jesus and just magically reignite Gundam's popularity and make it super awesome like in the days of Wing. Right. We've, talked, we've talked about this before at length. Those mm-hmm. days are gone. They're never coming again. So I really don't think that even 
an HD animated origin, even if it was, say, 12 or 13 episodes or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, would be that Gundam Jesus and bring Gundam back to <laughs> popularity in America because it's already a niche thing. Right. Anime has become more niche in the last 10 years. Gundam has become more niche in the last 10 years. Mecha specifically has become more niche in the past 10 years. So there is no Gundam Jesus that will save Gundam in America. That's never going to happen. That time has passed. And to, be, and to be honest with you, when Gundam was popular, it was not because of Universal Century. It was because of Wing. I mean, yeah. it, 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 you know, nobody was sitting there going, oh, man, you know, I can't wait what happens next week on the white base. And it was... <laughs> it, were drawn to wing because it was an alternate thing and, and mm-hmm. you know let's be honest universal century especially in in the western markets is a lot more militaristic and and you know than some of the uh some of the alternate century ones that like wing that were mainly popular so well here's my thing things that sunrise should do but won't and All right. let me preface this a little bit and then you guys can jump in with your thoughts mm-hmm. every and this i'm going to start with video games every time you see now there's a discussion about how the West is taking the lead in console video game development and Japan is struggling to catch up, yada yada, the tables have flipped. You hear Japanese developers talking about how they have to appeal to Western audiences, etc., etc. So you see a lot of games come out of Japanese people making what they think Americans like. <laughs> and usually it's garbage. I'll point to one example. Um, not that this game is bad. I haven't played it, but I've heard it's good. Uh, this RPG game, Nier, that, that Square Enix put out yep. about a year ago. Mm-hmm. There were two versions. There was one for the PS3 and one for the 360 in Japan. Mm-hmm. Same game, pretty much. But in the PS3 version, the main character was your typical anime Bishonen, and he's trying to save his sister. The 360 version, instead, he was a hideous, ugly man. <laughs> Who's trying to save his daughter? But otherwise, the game is the same from everything that I've read. Wow, I I I knew about the father saving the daughter. I never knew about the Bishonen part in yeah. Japan. <laughs> so the version that we got in America was the 360 version. Right. We got that here on both PS3 and 360. That's the only version we got. So we got stuck with the hideously ugly man. And if you if you do a Google image search on Nier, N-I-E-R, this man is god-awful looking. He's like big, bulky, ugly. He looks kind of like Gary Busey on steroids and having been beat up with the ugly stick multiple times. Ooh. Really? How bad are the teeth? <laughs> you don't even want to know. Oh, I haven't seen God. any, but I can presume they're not pretty. But that's that, I think, is just an example of, you know, they just don't know what it is that we like, so they figure we might as well have some big, burly men. Yeah. And if someone said to me, hey, Chris, make an anime series for Japan, I probably would not be a good choice for that, because while I have seen <laughs> tons and tons of anime over the years uh-huh. and watched like. live-action <laughs> movies and TV shows and whatnot, it's all viewed through the prism of being an American. Yeah. yeah. I don't have that Japanese cultural experience of living in Japan, of being in Japanese, etc., etc., mm-hmm. and the same is true vice versa. So every time you know someone in Japan, whether it's in the anime world or the video game world, wants to make something to appeal to America, they fail for those reasons. You know, they don't know what we like. They don't know our cultural experience. You know, they see us through the prism of you know action movies and you know all of that crap, and they think that that's our reality. Just like we look at the world through our movies and uh, we think the rest of the world is full of of terrorists, uh, ex-Soviet warlords, Yakuza, triads, (laughs) drug dealers. And that's the entire rest of the world. Only that. 
Right. So when it comes to, you know, reintroducing Gundam in America the way that uh, Sunrise is talking about, they're approaching it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Because, and you all will probably agree about this, we've discussed this sort of bit before, right. back at Gundam, the original series, <clears throat> Tamino created it, he's a guy who grew up in post-war Japan, right. which lost World War II, and we are the country, one of the countries that won World War II. Mm-hmm. Our experiences and our history are entirely different. Gundam's perspective, and a lot of uh, Japanese film, whether it's anime, manga, movies, whatever, takes this attitude that war is hell, war is a necessary evil, etc., etc. Right. In America, you look at most of our movies, not all, but most, and war is always depicted as this like glorious thing and honorable and awesome, and it's what you got to do, and America! Yeah! <laughs> Those two positions are entirely opposite and irreconcilable. Right. So That's you're true. St- your standard Gundam show of a teenager in the cockpit, why are we fighting? Adults make wars. That does not work in America. No. The whole war orphan thing, too. Yeah, that too. What did work in America? You look at almost every Gundam show, uh, the war-based one, so we're excluding G from that because it's unique. Right. All of the war-based shows, all of the characters are always fighting defensive wars, with only two exceptions. Mm-hmm. Wing and Double O, because yeah. both of those shows, the characters were the aggressors. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's much more in line with what we like and what we enjoy in America, and I think that's part of the reason why Wing did well, because you had these, these five dudes and these powerful robots fighting against the man, mm-hmm. and they were the aggressors. Jesus, Chris, your science is tight. <laughs> Well, no, you're you're, you're right. I mean. you, you you're you're on point with something, man. I you put your finger right on it. I I, I never looked at it that way. I damn. That's why I, I'm so pro. That's why I'm so pro. But um, check this out. I, you, you're right. On top of that, there are I guess no. Damn. <laughs> I don't know if I can add to that. Uh, <laughs> but go ahead, man. So. Double O, had it been made years ago and maybe aired after Wing, say yeah. on Cartoon Network, probably would have been successful too because in that series, Celestial Being, they're the aggressors. They're the one fighting against the system with their robots, much more in line with Wing. Of course, there are lots of differences between the two shows, and let's not get into that whole stupid argument of Double O with Wing 2.0. But the biggest thing they have in common is that in both shows, the characters are the aggressors and not fighting defensively, as is the case with most other Gundam shows. Even Age now. You have humanity defending itself against the unknown enemy. Right. Fighting defensively. Yep, pretty much. So that's the kind of thing that's popular in America. But most of the Gundam shows are not in that formulation of Wing or Double O where the protagonists are aggressors. It's usually people fighting back. And, yeah. Um, but, you know, it's not that's not a concept that's alien to uh, to to Americans. I mean, we watch plenty of uh, movies and shows where we're fighting against against a superior enemy, whether it be aliens or, you know, the country gets invaded. True. Yeah. But here's the thing. Yeah. Um, you guys in Shinjuku Station Battle Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Do you ever see in that movie anyone? Mind you, all of the characters are Marines and, and whatnot. But you never see anyone in, a move, in that movie or movies of that ilk saying, why do we have to fight? It's so terrible. <laughs> it's, no, it's like, we got to kill these bastards. We got to get them. Oorah. 
Oh, yeah. Pretty much. A uh, fight or die. Food of our entertainment. Yeah. Even, but in Japan, you know, in all these other Gundam shows, you have these, these debates of why do we have to fight and adults mess up the world and, you know, war is bad and that kind of stuff does not fly here. Yeah. Even so, even in our stories where we're fighting defensively, it's always, yeah, we're going to turn things around and get them. Oorah, Semper Fi. <laughs> yes, I am joking about this and I am exaggerating a little bit, but the point stands. Yeah, right. Much, yeah. I so mean, to get to the main point and then we can we can we can all toss this around. Mm-hmm. What should Sunrise do that they won't? They want to make a serious appeal to the West, to America. What they need to do is hire an American crew. You can have mm-hmm. a Japanese staff animated if you want, but yeah. hire American creative staff, mechanical designer, character designer, writers, producers, whatnot. Give them complete creative control. No mandates from Japan. Mm-hmm. No mandates on what the robots should look like because you know what's popular here with robots does not look like what's popular in Japan. Yeah. So you know, hand it off to someone. Just for example, say a Greg Weissman. Yes. Oh someone my God. Someone who can tell good stories, who has a track record, who's well known. Someone like that. There's a bunch of other people too, but that's just to throw one name into the into the hat. Into the mix, yeah. You know, give someone like that complete control. Let them come up with the story they want to, and let them run with. It. But of course, they would never, ever, ever let their cash cow uh, <laughs> oh, be yeah. out of their fanatically controlling hands. So, I mean, what do you, what do you guys think about things Gundam um, could be more popular in America if Sunrise did, but won't do? What do you think about this? I mean, they could even do it on a on a on a on, on a smaller basis. They can make they can allow an American creative team to to help to produce an OVA. And see how that goes along. Although, um, I, I guess if they're gonna go whole hog, they're probably going to try try to aim for a television series so that um, you know, they could they could have enough material there to 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 um to merchandise you know robots and uh you know mecha and 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 sell DVDs. But yeah, I, I'm I'm in agreement with you. There's plenty of creative talent here in the United States who would probably be very interested in taking on a Gundam series. Um, I, you know, it, it would be a dream come true if someone like Greg Wiseman, you know, signed up as showrunner for for a Gundam series because I know it would. It would have an incredible story, and it may be different from what um, different from what we've seen in the Gundam series. Period. But it would it definitely have an American slant. They'd probably be respectful to the Japanese and and the um, the franchise beforehand. But you know, in order for Gundam to take foothold outside of Japan, there has to be something that the audience in other countries can. I guess gravitate towards more. Like for us Gundam fans, we're gonna watch it regardless. But if you want to bring in new yeah. blood, yeah, we're talking about new not audiences, a, not yeah. not the diehards like us. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, but if you want to bring in new blood, it's got there's got to be something there that they can latch on to, something that they can see. Because it's it's hard for an American to to see a, a show about war and then it 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 focuses on a 15 year old kid <laughs> who's yeah. who's piloting a a super ex, you know a, a super important mobile suit that 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 could change the tide of the war. It, it's a lot to invest in as an anime watcher we all you know everybody listens to the show it's, it's something that we're used to but for for the average american they're just gonna they're gonna scoff at that premise and move on and 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 not really watch that but if well you, here's uh, a perfect example for you from way back in the 90s exo squad exo squad according to its creator was heavily inspired by gundam mm. and you can see that you can see it in it yeah yeah but if you recall exo squad was done from the American perspective of that. Yeah. Right on. You know, it's all these these damn Neo sapiens have taken our planets. We gotta kick them out and take them back. Yeah, simplify. <laughs> okay, again, I'm exaggerating, but still, right. if you look at the tone of Exosquad, 
while you can see the bits of Gundam in there, it's through a Western filter. Yeah. yeah. And that's what makes a show like ExoSquad work in America, but something like some of the Gundam shows not work in America. If given the opportunity, I, I think I, I think it would do the Gundam franchise some good, and um, I've always wanted to see something like that. I, I'd like to, I'd like for Bandai to, you know, finally just say, you know, here you go, carte blanche, create a Gundam series, and 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 we'll hopefully they'll they'll be pretty lenient on approving the concepts, but yeah, just allow an American team creative control to just get in there and create a show that they know Americans would watch. It'd still be a gamble somewhat, but um, I, I think it'd have a better chance of succeeding here in America if they allowed that to happen. Well, unfortunately, it, the major part of that is picking the right team because the last time Sunrise tried that, we ended up with G-Saver, but that's because yes. they picked <laughs> a bad team. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Sunrise, their judgment is not necessarily the best in all cases. I mean, let's recall their first attempt to introduce Gunner into America. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean Doozy Bots. Oh, wow. I, I was wondering if we are going to get to this. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they, I mean, looking, even though that's just a horrible two-minute clip that never went beyond just thankfully and mercifully, those yeah. two minutes... Just look at how many horrible things are in those two minutes. But I mean, you can also you can also add to the fact that uh, American animation at that time, you know, kind of had a lot of shows like that too. Yeah, but and... I mean, just the fact that they thought that that's the kind of that that a show that from that trailer, which is so cheesy and so horrible, the uh-huh. fact that they thought that that would appeal to us and that would be a way to introduce Gunner in America, that mm-hmm. just goes to show that these guys have no idea about anything. It is horrifying when you look at it. <laughs> For those who haven't seen that trailer, head on over to YouTube and, and look up Doozy Bots and you'll, you'll probably roll on the ground laughing. <laughs> so bad. So cliche. Your cliche, like, ethnically diverse cast, although <laughs> I still have it the horrible injustice about the black dude being the one in the wheelchair. In the wheelchair. And then <laughs> when he turns into a robot, he turns into the gun tank like, fuck, you won't even, you won't even let the guy walk as a robot. How, how, how hateful of prejudice is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> but anyway, that, that just goes to show, again, you can't try to make something appeal to a foreign culture because you're not part of that culture. You don't understand them. And Doozy Boss yeah. is the perfect example of that. Definitely hear you there. It just goes to show the Japanese don't really know what works in a foreign market. I mean, sometimes they just create something that just appeals to everyone, you know, like say something like Cowboy Bebop. But, you know, those are far and few between. There's very few anime series that are that culturally well known. And um, I think... And are that culturally neutral. Yeah, that culturally neutral. Yeah, but that, but that was done by a guy that was completely fascinated by Western culture. I, I think that that's, that's the other thing, too, is a lot of these guys that, that develop these animes, they're not always so fascinated or enamored with Western culture as that guy was. That the yeah. Cowboy that's Bebop. a good point. So, I mean, that, a lot that's, of these guys the are probably thing. just going yeah. off surface impressions of what they yeah. think we like, whereas dudes like Watanabe, that guy is heavily researched you know, Western culture. Yes. I, I, and, you know, the same thing is on the flip side of the American market. I mean, there, there's, there's you know, film and, and television creators that are the same way. I mean, look at like, um, you know, look like a, a Quentin Tarantino, how he gets enamored with certain things. And, you know, he tries to do everything, you know, and, and, and be within it the same way He's that. He's worked with uh, Takashi Miike in Japan. Yeah. 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 So, I mean. You know, he gets around. I, I, I think, you know, if 
Sunrise wants to really do something like that. Uh, maybe do, maybe do the um, maybe do the American team. But if you're not going to do the American team, maybe have a guy like Watanabe, one of these guys that are into you know Western culture or you know who's kind of culture neutral when it comes to certain things. You know, have them try it out. Um, you know, but I, I think one of the other things that they need to do is, and this is I think the based on the success of Double O is the fact that what was one of the most interesting interesting things about the Double O story was the fact that it involved real world elements. And a lot of times these Gundam shows, especially Universal Century, it's still <laughs> it's still post war Japan. And yeah. I know this was a very traumatic and it's very ingrained in that culture, but you know, Japan has to realize that, you know, there comes a point where they have to move on from all of this. And, you know, there are other Things that are happening in society that um, you can tell a story around, and you can tell a story around with a giant robot, you know. And I think that that's that you know that that would work out too. Is the fact you know, and and come to a realization that um, you know maybe think maybe give more credence for the American market, the AUs. You know, um, it's been pretty known. One year war is not going to be that popular for the mainstream in the western areas uh yeah. it's, it seems the ones that have done the best have been um hey, the alternate yes. century so maybe i know it would be you know it's so so foreign to them to be like oh you know we are always zeon 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 well and this one maybe you're you know a celestial being zaft whoever might whoever it is i i don't know and you know roman fellow foundation whoever it might be you know just realize <laughs> that that's what the western cultures might might like more so i don't know well any any further comments gentlemen um i i i i um i i at the moment um that panel that they had at uh anime expo i i applaud it i it looks like their bandai is at least looking in the right direction when it comes to um trying to market a gundam series towards a western western audience whether it be america or even europe or well elsewhere but um i know they still have a ways to go before they actually you know can bring a series about they can and I, I, that's that's an understatement i mean yeah. given how these people have so consistently mismanaged that franchise in america after a great introduction they they fumbled the ball so many times yeah that i just can't see them um ever doing it right and uh you know yes of course i i'll be called pessimistic and whatnot but uh i'm just being realistic about this you know yeah. i'm not going to be a hope and dreamer you know if a company <laughs> keeps if you a company yeah if a company keep well, look at it this way. Right. If a company keeps screwing up things over and over and over again. Yeah. Why are you going to continue to think that someday they'll just magically do everything right? It's the old, um, it's the old Charlie Brown analogy. Mm -hmm. You know, Charlie Brown always thinks that uh, Lucy's going to hold the football there so he can kick it, and at the last minute, she always, <laughs> she always moves, pulls it away. Always All pulls right. it away. Why, you know. Lucy is Bandai. They keep screwing it up. Yeah. Well, Why I mean, does anyone think that they're not going to move the ball away at the last second and screw it up, given that that's pretty much all that they've done for the last 11 years? Yeah, I mean, and, and that, that's a great point. It's like, yeah, okay, uh, all right, this panel, they're saying all the right things, or, you know, but there's a difference. It, what, it's what always people say. It's actions, not words. Yeah. You can sit there and, and talk about you'll do this and do that and whatever, but until the point that they actually sit down and do some of this stuff, then it's not going to happen. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm sorry. You, 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 We've it, seen this I, 
over yeah. and over again that uh, yeah. Japanese companies in, in the anime industry, this is not just Bandai, we, and we talked about this before, that they think that the American market is just completely interchangeable and it's the exact same thing. <laughs> and we know that it's not. I mean, look at Bandai Visual. Yeah. Trying to, to sell us two-episode DVDs for like 40 or 50 bucks. It's not going to work. didn't work. It's not the way that uh, the industry works here. And anyone could have told them that, but they're like, no, we know everything about anime fan wants, as they proclaimed <laughs> one year at a, at a con. Like, yeah, well, really? Because I'm going to pay 40 or $50 for a two-episode DVD that's sub-only. Yeah, that's exactly what I want as, as an anime fan. Well, and, then, and the thing about it is, it's, you know, I know people will say you're being pessimistic. It's not, no, you're not being pessimistic. You're being real. This is how it is. I mean, it, until, they, until they do these things, until they show us anything different, it's just lip service to me. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's like, you know, I keep, you know, keep releasing your shows. I'll watch them and stuff. But if you're looking for a mass market appeal in the Western markets, well, you're going to have to probably change what you're doing because, like Chris stated, the things you've been doing the last 11 years hadn't worked. You're, you know, you're, you're probably less known now than you were 11 years ago. And, um, you know, until you realize that, it's just, it's nothing's going to, it's just going to be the same old thing. So. You know, it's it's you know they they it's I think it's them that have to do the soul searching, not the fan. So yeah, you know, I I, I want to see some actions, not the talk of oh we want to introduce Gundam to them, reintroduce Gundam to America. Well, give me first of all, give me some of those those old shows on DVD. You know, give me Double mm-hmm. Zeta and X and Victory, and then we'll talk. Give me Double O on Blu-ray. Give me all of those things without them having any major technical flaws. And right, then, and and that's and that's a, that's a great point that you bring up because if you want to be known in America, then I should be able to walk into any place that plays that uh, sells DVDs or Blu-rays and see a copy of of some of the shows there. It, you know, you you it, you can't. They, they don't do that. You know, it's it's just like you walk in and you don't see it. I mean, you're going to have to have exposure on the shelves for people to sit there and say. Oh, why not do this? Or on Netflix or on Hulu. Yeah. Why don't you have these things on here? I mean, you can't tell me that it's that expensive to put uh, Gundam Wing on, on, on Netflix or Hulu. Do you know how big that would probably be with uh, everybody? Well, actually, with their... they do have Gundam Wing um, on YouTube officially. Yeah, yeah, but that's YouTube, though. I'm talking like, you know, YouTube, YouTube is YouTube, and I understand that, but we always think of that more of like, you know, cats Cat playing piano. Yeah, cats playing pianos and stuff like that. <laughs> that is true, but still, they, yeah. they are making at least somewhat of an effort. They do have Wing, and I think they have some other shows like Zeta. But, uh, why, why, but why couldn't you have it on like a Netflix or, um, I mean, or on Hulu? They have, a, they have a shit ton of anime on there. Yep. So if, if Netflix can put on almost all the Star Treks, Robotech, um, Robotech is on Netflix. All yeah. the Robotech's on there. Super Dimensional Fortress Macross in his original forms on Netflix too. So, so yeah, if that can be there, I don't see why Gundam can't be. So and uh, that would be that would be the bit that would be the first thing that I think would really make sense is to start using these. You know, YouTube's great, but you know, sometimes the quality of YouTube's not that great. Um, well, as you like to say, you're making you're making sense. And, uh, it's terrible to do. I, I know. I hate doing that because you know the the anime industry in Japan has not really caught onto the whole like streaming thing. Uh huh. You know, a lot of them are only very reluctantly 
allowing things to be streamed over here or having ridiculous restrictions like, oh, you got to wait a week until after we air it in Japan and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that would make too much sense to put Gundam on Netflix, which is why it <laughs> won't happen. I mean, all of those, sh- most of those shows all have English casts. That they're all dubbed. I mean, you could have MSG, you, you know, you could have uh, Zeta, you have uh, Wing, you have Del- uh, 08th MS team. Um, uh, crappy, dusty memories. Um, <laughs> you know, all, all these things. See, Destiny. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to do that to the internet, put Destiny on on the internet for it, but, you know, hey, if it's going to help hey, out... Hey, Chapman would be happy. Chapman oh. would be elated. Oh, my God. He would... <laughs> It'd be the first bastard uh, he watched, watched the whole series in one day. Hey, man. 25 hours. Well, who would have been more excited? Uh, Solbro finding out the an- origin was getting animated or uh, Jabman finding out that Destiny is on Netflix? I, I think Jabman and Destiny is on Netflix. It, it, either way, there's a cleanup in aisle three, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not <in> this segment. <laughs> you villains. <laughs> either way, but um, yeah, I, 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 either either way, we'd be excited. Uh, well, one of us would be, but <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I I think more accessibility to Gundam is a is a big thing. Um, these some of these series have been out of circulation for way too long, save for anything new like Double O, which you know I don't think it's airing on Sci-Fi now, but it had been recently, but. You know, you have all this library of Gundam. Make it accessible for people to watch. Um, I've, CBS just made uh, st- all, almost all of Star Trek available on Netflix just recently. Take point. I mean, the, take look at them as an example. They're trying to get the brand back out there. Get Gundam's brand back out there by making it um, easily accessible for potential fans. And um, you're doing good so far with YouTube. But like Neo said, people go to YouTube to for for quick entertainment. They don't really go to YouTube to look um, at at any full Anything. series. Yeah. YouTube is, yeah. I guess, you know, YouTube is sort of like ADHD headquarters. Yes, oh, yeah. yes it is. Yeah. I mean, you go there in spurts of two and three minutes to watch a cat video mm-hmm. or, or some dumb flash video, and that's it. You don't sit down to watch a 25-minute anime show. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But but when I'm sitting on my couch and I got my, my 360, my PS3, and I fire it up, I can just easily jump on Netflix and watch. I'm more, I'm more in tune to watch a full-length TV series in front of my television than in front of my laptop. You, you and, do know, Solbro, that you can watch uh, YouTube on your PS3 they have a special version of YouTube for the PS3. I, I do know, I do, I do, I do, I know that, but um, I <laughs> just making I, sure because yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I know that you're Mr. Netflix and Mr. Hulu and all. Yeah, but I, yeah, I can, I can watch, um, I can watch YouTube on my PS3. I just don't usually do it, and um, with I, Hulu and PS3, I, can, I just I can tell from your. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> your statuses. Is his, 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 his platinum trophies in Hulu and, and, and Netflix? Oh, yeah, man. If there was, you would have 20 billion platinum trophies. Hey, keep up with me on Get Glue. You'll see what I'm watching. I got mad. I got mad stickers and trophies on there. The, the only the only nervousness that Solbro has is the possibility that uh, Netflix might get sold. Hey, so man, that, that, wanted... could, that could be a that could be a dangerous thing in his in his life. That'd be a game changer. <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, that's all I got to say. All right. Well, I think we've taken this as far as we can, and uh, of course, we'll we'll remain uh, realistic or pessimistic about this because we know the Bandai is not likely to change their ways, <laughs> and it's just gonna be the same old, same old. And then so, and, and blaming everybody else because we don't, they, you know, they, what you don't understand this. You should like this, but you know, it's everybody else's fault except their own. So maybe it's time to look in the mirror, Bandai Sunrise. 
Right on. You, you heard it there, folks. So <laughs> there goes that. Sponsor. Give us, give us, uh, <laughs> give us your. We never had them. <laughs> Gee, I know. And 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 every and every two weeks we seem to sit there and we talk about all their products and stuff. Wow, you know. Yeah, uh, who's the suckers here? Them or us? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> well, I think we'll we'll be wrapping up this discussion. Uh, please give us your comments on the subject in the uh, discussion thread. We'll be right back. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. Kigley. It was an accident. That's okay. We'll just say you tried to catch a cab. If you're into sports, working out, or just need a new pair of shoes, and you're a proud listener of Gundam at MEHQ, well, we got the thing for you. If you go to Gundam.net, you can click on the Champs banner and receive 10% off a $50 or more purchase by entering the code AFMAHQCH or 15% off of a $75 or more purchase using the code AFGUNDCH. If you're a fan of the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, college sports, or even stuff like Major League Soccer and a lot of your uh, premiership soccer jerseys, definitely go to champsports.com for all those needs and also visit them because they have some great deals on footwear and other products. We, the hosts of Gundam at MHQ, visit champsports.com for all of our footwear and sporting good needs. You should, too. In a world where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning. In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity. In the same world where a two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry. Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact. And this is Not That Podcast. www.ssapodcast.com the Ass Backwards Enemy Podcast. Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, let's go again. Man walks down the street in that hat. People know he's not afraid of anything. Gun damn straight. This segment of Gundam at MAHQ is sponsored by Champ Sports. Welcome back to Tyler Perry's Gundam at MAHQ. Tyler Perry. There you go. There you really? go. <laughs> so which one so, of us is in the in the in the You're, you're the one who's in the, the wig and the dress. Uh, yeah. So just you're, uh, token to, black guy. You gotta to, be Medea. Today I'm Medea, and I'm here to. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm sure Neo's glad that he's skyping this episode today. That yeah, I don't want I don't want that burn in my retinas. Hey, there you go, there you go. I'm I'm sorry you missed it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, we're back, and in this segment, um, Chris had come up with a pretty cool uh, concept for a segment. Um, a dumb concept for a segment. No, I I I, I liked it. Um, basically. The, um, the, the idea is, um, what shows would benefit if Mecha were featured in them, uh, anime shows, that is, and um, what series would be radically different if, uh, if Mecha was taken out of those series? And I guess we'll kick it off with, uh, with our first, uh, the, series that, uh, the anime series that we think would uh, benefit or would be pretty cool if they had Mecha included in them, and I'll, I'll toss the mic to the man who came up with the concept of, of this segment, Chris. Go ahead and um, give us your first candidate. All right. Um, just because it's sometimes crazy, balls to the wall, shown in action, I would like to see One Piece with Mecha. What? Just for the hell of it. That would be interesting, yeah. That'd be I mean, nuts. they've already got Frankie, who who is a cyborg. He pretty much is a Mecha, and he's voiced by the dude who played Judo. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> He's sort of an honorary robot as there is, uh-huh. and and one of their movies did have a giant mecha thing in it. But right. I would like to see Sanji, Zoro, Luffy, Brook, Usopp, all of these bastards in in robots. I'd like what? to see Crocodile in a robot. I would like to see Shanks in a robot since he's voiced by Shuichi Ikeda. Nice, nice. And uh, they would all have, they probably all have mecha that was like very, very signature to themselves, you know, that, that would um, accentuate their personalities and, and, and whatnot too, which would be, it, w- it would be a pretty neat um, thing to see. It, it'd be a nice art concept if um, any artist wanted to take that on and just uh, make mecha that, would, uh, that those characters would embody. That would be pretty cool. Yep. So that's, that's my, my pick. One for shizzle with mechs. Nice. Nice. Well, well um, Neo. The mic is in your hands. What um, what is your first show that you think would uh, benefit from having Mecha in it? I think, and it, it would make it w- it would kind of make sense because of the time period it was at. But I think one that if you included a little bit more in there would be uh, Cowboy Bebop. If you had oh. if you had Mechas in that, because that would be really cool, just because of the whole kind of Western in space type of feel. Mm-hmm. And it would be interesting to see what type of Mechas they have, because I really don't remember anything like that being in the show itself even like powered armors i don't really remember anything like they didn't have that it's all yeah it was all all spaceships and and little fighter planes be kind of cool to see the swordfish transform into a robot yeah Yeah. that's what that's what i was thinking or the um what the heck uh hammerhead hammerhead and and a phase little uh the red tail the red tail I mean, that would be kind of cool to see. And, and, yeah, you know, not necessarily in, like, the Gundam mold where, you know, they're, like, 40 meters tall and stuff like that. But, you know, maybe something on a little bit smaller. A little Votome-sized mecha. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that would be really kind of cool. And maybe they can all form Voltron with the Bebop. Nice. Maybe maybe that's a bit too far. (laughs) You know what's not too far? (laughs) Giving giving uh ein his own robot hey that would be dope yeah, he was a little data dog so he could have probably controlled it i mean yeah ellie was smarter than half the people on the bebop mm-hmm. exactly so <laughs> give, give that dog a robot what, what what do you think it would be like a, a, a crate he goes into a crate and it transforms around him <laughs> Excellent conceptual idea. <laughs> and, 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 and who wouldn't want to see Ed in some type of crazy goofball mecha that she would make? So. She, would, she would probably end up with something that looks like the clown robot from G Gundam. 
just because she's so <laughs> off the wall. Oh my god! But um, any any other thoughts on on um, Cowboy Bebop with uh with Max at all? What what would what would uh, what would Vicious have? Ooh. Oh, oh like, Jesus! Like a probably samurai. Look, it'd probably look like that crow, that <laughs> freaking crazy wannabe Captain Harlock crow that was always around him. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess it, it, either that cross with the samurai or something like that. You know, just to have that kind of aesthetic to it. But um, yeah. that, that wouldn't be too bad. Just have a, a really and what, night, and what, nightmarish mech. Uh, and what about the transvestite dude? Would his be like Aphrodite A or something? <laughs> he would have boob missiles. <laughs> Sweet. Boot missiles and a cock rocket. <laughs> <laughs> well then, but um, on that note, <laughs> on that note, my retinas now, and I, I think it might be best to move on. I'll, I'll throw, <laughs> I'll throw mine into the ring. Um, Street Fighter the movie. Yes, no, no, not at all. Um, I always thought the show. Right, he's got a shoeless Gundam. <laughs> I don't expect the show to be too much different if it say had uh, Valkyries in it, but um, it would put a cool spin on it if um, Area Eighty Eight uh, featured uh, Valkyrie type uh, mecha in there for Shin, Kazuma, and um, the rest of the cast. I-, I would love to see that show have mecha in it because there's elements of that show that I've seen in, in mecha shows as well, and to just make it whole hog uh, a show featuring mecha would be kind of cool. I- I've always liked Area Eighty Eight, especially the uh, the bittersweet ending it has, and um, its main character. Is one of the more unique, uh, one of the more unique characters that ever, ever that I've ever seen in uh, anime, and to put him in a mech would be pretty cool. But um, I have you, I know, I know Neil, you've seen Area Eighty Eight. Chris, have you ever seen it? No, yeah. but I played the uh, the oh, game. UN Squadron. Oh boy, nope. <laughs> that's about my extent of my experience. I know it's a plane show, so I, I yeah. guess that would work. If it had you know, mercenary plane show, basically mm-hmm. Valkyries. Um, if they included those, that would be really cool. But uh, that's mine, and um, I'll pass the mic back to you, Chris. What's your next thought on um, a series that would uh, would be accentuated by Mecha? Well, since we don't have enough fantasy Mecha shows, mm-hmm. why not throw some of these bastards into Lotus Wars? <laughs> <laughs> so give Porn uh, Escaflone and, and let him rip it up. <laughs> yeah, why the hell not? Give him a guy, Malef. Yeah, it wouldn't be too bad to see uh to see that old uh what's what's the name of that that um that dwarf that was in that show? I forget his name, but uh him he would have a a, a nice axe wielding mecha and go yeah. through and, and just the uh, the freaking Dark Knight crap. I forgot what his name is. Oh, you're talking about um I know his name. Uh, it starts with an A. Shoot, it'll come back to me. But um I know you're talking about the his main rival throughout the show. Yes, his rival, the fights the one, who, the one who hangs out with the uh the the hot busty dark elf. Ooh, tell me about that boy <laughs> but yeah um he would be uh he, he would have a nightmarish mecha man his 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 shit would be uh hard to hard to beat it would kind of remind me of um ashram ashram thank you thank you yeah um uh, he he was a badass in that show and to just envision him into in a in a nightmarish guy type suit would be kind of cool or something like uh what's in or battler dunbine man Yep, Lotus War, a good candidate. But um, Neo, you have another show in mind that might be. Um, well, I, s- I had said this off air, and I have to say it here: Detroit Metal City. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want a devil metal band with their own mechas? And especially with when they... bonus battle of the bands against Firebomber. Exactly. Exactly. Somehow oh. coming through a time warp back into the 20th century. What? I mean, Earth. could you imagine Krauser coming out in his own mecha and then just, you know, singing Rape Me? Um, <laughs> <laughs> or is it Rape Me? What is that song that they, what was that song that they always play? The, the one that was like the big hit? 
It was something like that. I can't remember which it was, but yeah. Oh man, it'd be freaking awesome. Oh my god, <laughs> just make it a full-fledged metal tokusaku mecha show. Exactly. They're just sitting up there, and he's uh, he's sitting up there, you know, diddling with the capitalist pig while he's playing, and the capitalist pig is in his own mecha. How freaking awesome would this be, man? Wow. He's got a bubble tray system, so. <laughs> When the capitalist pig mecha gets spanked, he feels it. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, classic. That is inspired insanity. Mike, but, wa- fit- but I'd watch it. <laughs> and I'll throw in even just to up the ante again with music stuff crossover. Uh, Detroit Metal City in Mecca versus Firebomber versus Beck in versus Mecca. versus Beck. I was about to say, man, Rusinoke in there with the with the with the rest of them, man. Oh my God, that would be a a, a battle to the death. <laughs> I forget the who uh, will Chiba. survive. Uh, Chiba, <laughs> Chiba would. <laughs> I don't know, man. I got my money on Krauser. Yeah, Krauser is a badass. Yeah, I, I would, gotta say, I, would, <laughs> I, would, I could even yeah, see him bro. taking down Basara. Woo! Oh yeah. my God! The battle of the battle of the music bands and, and the mechs. That's freaking cool. Um. All right. Uh. If that's the case, uh, I, I don't know how you guys would feel about this, but would you think that uh, Legend no. of the <laughs> Legend of Galactic Heroes would uh would benefit from having a uh, mech in it? Uh, Legend of Galactic Heroes is perfect the way it is. So it's perfect next, the way it is. Next, next, next show. I just wanted to throw that out at you. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> You know, ahead, uh, they they have um, they have the the, the space the fighters, the the Valkyries and mm-hmm. the Spartanians, and you know they're they're space mecha, like not aerodynamic, atmosphere, plane looking things. They're big blocky things, so they're really not too far removed from robots already. You just slap like some arms and heads on them, and uh, <laughs> and they, and they have the and they do Sweet. they do wear power armors when they're when they do their battles because because of, what is it the Zephyr particles? Well, it's they, not power armor; it's just more body armor. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it, it's, it's just body armor. It's not really a powered armor suit. But they, like you said, all you'd have, if on the Spartanians and stuff, all you'd have to do is put a head on them. On these, all you'd have to do is maybe give them a power pack and give them something. And I guess you could. It wouldn't take that much, but I don't think you need to mess with that, Solbro. Well, damn. All right, I just I just want to throw that at you guys. Um, as it for was my thrown c- back at you, slapped right, across right. your face. I was I was vomited right back onto me. Thank yes. you. I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> Pistols at dawn. But it's uh, cops, you see? <laughs> Summon your duel duelist. Put up, oh, put up your dukes, yeah. <laughs> well, um, my my candidate for the next show, I think, would be um pretty nice with uh mechas in it. Um, is a is a is a favorite. Um, it's been an OVA series and the TV series as well. Uh, Tenchi Muyo. Um, I always uh I always thought that uh Ryoko was was probably the 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 perfect female hot blooded uh pilot, and she'd probably have a badass mech and. Uh, whack ass Tenchi could probably have a mecha too, and and the rest of those zany characters in there. They could have uh random mech battles in the um in the uh what's it the the farmlands of uh of Japan as they uh as they duke it out and and go into space and just just wreck shop. But uh Tenchi Muyo mainly because of Ryoko because uh I've always been a big fan of that character. But uh I don't know if you guys cared that much about Tenchi Muyo. Probably not. Probably not. No, <laughs> all right. It's okay. I yeah. I mean. It's got nothing. Got nothing against it. Hey, well, uh, I always thought that since it already is, it always got plenty of space. Just because I wasn't chasing over it doesn't mean oh, I don't like it. Well, you should, oh. <laughs> and bring a change of underwear. But <laughs> no, Tenchi Muyo is a, is my next candidate. But um, I'll throw it back at Chris for um 
another thought on on the show that uh, he would think would be uh, benefited by Mecca. Go ahead. Grave of the Fireflies. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, them kids wouldn't starve to death, that's for sure. <laughs> they, have, they have a fighting chance against those dirty Americans. Hell yeah. <laughs> they probably would have survived, <laughs> unlike, <laughs> unlike their, um, their, their, their ultimate fate. Man, but, you, uh, just, you just spoiled it for everyone that had seen it. Spoiler warning. <laughs> Come too yeah. late. Lelouch died. Oh. Well, I, I, I don't have anything, so I'll, I'll forfeit this round because I didn't think of anything else. <laughs> I just threw in a troll choice. Well, um, I, I guess, um, Neo, do you have uh, one last candidate, or should we move on to uh, shows well, that we could take Mecca out? It kind of has it, uh, but it's more magical. I think it'd be kind of interesting. Uh, a recent favorite of a lot of people's uh, Full Metal Alchemist, I think, would be kind of cool oh, with that because wow. it's a little weird. But they, they kind of have that with those suits of armor and stuff but it's kind of magic more magical than anything else but that that's a weird kind of you know like that steampunkish type of um mm-hmm. environment um you know i was just thinking of like something that's kind of you know more mainstream than a lot of people and and you know um that that, that, that might be something that could work out pretty well that show has got so uh, a blend of so many types of uh, uh, tropes and, and and things we aesthetics that we've seen in in other series that to add mecha to it would be kind of cool, especially since it does have that steampunk kind of uh, uh, aspect to it. It would be it would be kind of nice um, for those who are steampunk diehards that are dying to see their um, steampunk ultimate, Gundam, steampunk steam- Gundam. <laughs> Uh, can you make a steampunk Gundam, please? Oh. Uh, we gave uh, Tomato gave that to you in 1999, called Turn A. <laughs> yeah, but I don't like Turn A. It's not a Gundam. I, I I need to have steampunk Gundam. Can you please animate Crossroad Gundam? Um, <laughs> oh boy. Well, animate that stupid. Crossbone Gundam is the best story that I've never read. <laughs> and Gundam Fentanyl too. Uh, one of the, one of these days, Troy. But, one but, of these but, days. but since it's based on an awesome model, you know it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, it's, it's got it's got pirate Gundam that'll be like Harlock. Yeah. Oh jeez, don't say that. Now wait a second. I should Cap- said Captain, Captain Harlock. Would be, uh, that was one yeah. I was. That guy I was. I was, well, I was on my next go around, you asshole. <laughs> oh well, too bad. Anything like that, even like Queen. The Queen Esmeralda movie, any of that stuff. Yes, Captain Harlock. Give Captain Harlock Crossbow uh, Gundam X2 because it's got dark color scheme, so it matches the Arcadia if it's the dark colored Arcadia. Arcadia. Oh, son, that is sexy. <laughs> Too sexy for television, man. That's crazy. Man. That would be awesome, man. That's like a perfect fit, man. That is that's anime. Gundam. That's anime porn right there. I mean, <laughs> you put, putting <laughs> Mecha and Captain Harlock and then mm-hmm. having it shaped after. The crossbone too. Oh, and in the spirit of the show, I, I think Neo needs to clean up an eye. Yeah, no, no, exactly. no doubt. That's no doubt. That's poor, and, dude. And, and in the spirit of Captain Harlock, Chris Dunn pirated Chris, uh, Neo's time. <laughs> Neo's idea. That's awesome. One of these days, I'll get you, giant god. If you're a real man, you'll do what you have to do and cry later. <laughs> well, um, I don't. Uh, I I really don't have a. Well, I guess I have one more. Um. As silly as this is, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Mecha in GI Joe if uh, if they ever uh, had the balls to try that once or, or do some kind of what if concept. Didn't they kind of do that though in the live action movie? Those suits they were kind of like powered armors, weren't they? 
Yeah, you know, you're right. They were running around in those. Yeah, so they did have like powered armors in that. So I, I guess um I guess they, they got brought to life somehow. But um I guess in the in the old cartoon that I remember, if they had Mecha in that, that would be that would have been kind of cool. Maybe they could have fought the Transformers. Oh, it would it would have been a it would have been a great uh, add-on for the toys. There you go. That would have <laughs> merchandise them, man. I'll throw another troll choice. I would like to see more Mecha in the Transformers. Yeah, I want to see humans. the Transformers piloting Mecha. Oh, <laughs> I like, want to see Optimus Prime in the cockpit of like a mobile suit, well, you're piloting gonna, it, and it want, makes no sense whatsoever. But I want to see it. Well, it's in the it's in the new live action movie. They they pilot the Transformers pilot transforming Mecha. Wow, that's insane. They do. I, I figured that humans would have deserved some Mecha to combat the Decepticons, in at least. Um, that, you that, are sorry. Hoorah! Simplify. <laughs> well, the U.S. Army, the freaking U.S. Army gets them some. Oh, what? That is nuts, man. I can't wait to see that movie, man. So I can just tear it apart next episode. But You won't tear it apart. <laughs> we'll see, man. We'll see if Sir Michael Bay can pull it out, man. We'll see. It's we'll already see. been pulled out. Oh, man. Neil, you, you, heard, you, you heard it here first. It's Neil gives it the Neo, the Neo seal of approval. <laughs> I give it the salute. <laughs> you give it the salute? All right. The Neo salute it is. But let's get back to our topic here. All right. To get, bringing it back home. I guess um, we should move on to shows that uh, I guess... Uh, how would they play out if we took the Mecca out? And um, we'll toss the we'll toss the ball to Chris and see what his first pick is. Go for it. Damn it! I was looking on an ice cube. Oh well, well, too bad. <laughs> oh, I got one. All right, go ahead. Everything's still the same, but the Valkyries and the SDF do not transform. Oh my God! How <laughs> different would that show be, Macross? Yeah, I, you, you, you mine, still man. have the plane. <laughs> They're still able to go into space, you know. They're still, you know, but they're not variable fighters anymore. They're not. You can't go into Gurwalk or Battle Droid, and you know how. That's what. Yeah, how different would that be? Because the whole idea of them transforming was to be able to fight to Centrati. So, there you go. Take that. That would be um. That would be interesting. I mean, it'd be a lot harder to fight to Centrati since they couldn't stop moving. Would Would it though? They couldn't fight them hand to hand. Maybe it would be um, easier for them. If you really think about it, a lot of their fights are up in space yeah. or up in the air. I mean, yeah, there are times when they do get to really close combat, but Macross really isn't one where there's close combat to the extent of like Gundam, where you know it's like beam saber, beam saber, I'm out, or, or beam rifle, beam rifle, I'm out here, beam saber time. And so it would be kind of interesting. Yeah, but if uh, if Valkyries don't transform. Then uh, how will Max impersonate it and try it by dressing up his Valkyrie as one? <laughs> Get the biggest pair of stilts he can find. <laughs> Thus is the quandary, man. Mm-mm. He said, how different would the show be? <laughs> there you go. We wouldn't have that episode. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Damn, Max. I'm putting it out there. For what it He's a pimp. He'd figure it out. He, yeah, he'd figure he would. It some way. Yeah, I mean, he'd do, do something. <laughs> Takazaki would still die, though. Oh, of and that, course. That steak would still appear at his funeral. <laughs> My steak! This is Takazaki, the flag of the flag of UN Spacey, along with your your son's half-eaten porterhouse. <laughs> Let the steak deliver the eulogy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his half-eaten porterhouse. Oh, oh, medium well. Medium well, that guy, he's, that guy lost. He's a rare, he's a rare, he's a rare uh, temperature. He's, he's a rare temperature kind of guy. Yeah. Oh, he he is the expert either. That 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 was definitely seen. But um, all right. So Macross is uh definitely a, a great candidate. Um, Chris, you thought of one yet? Super Robot Wars. Well then, 
<laughs> it would be Super Wars. <laughs> and that and that is a wrap. Completely different. <laughs> what would no, that's not my choice. Um, the first one that, that came to my mind, um, because this show was originally envisioned without robots anyway, Dunbine. Mm. Oh, it was, wasn't it supposed to be a romance of some sort? I have no idea. But oh, initially, but shoot. I know it, it was not originally envisioned with robots, then the robots were added, and uh-huh. I'm not counting Garthy's wing as how I've oh. done my movie without robots because that show is garbage. Poopy. And <laughs> I, I, I don't... I don't want to see my. I don't you bring that with, up? Uh, I had I had mind dumped that. Now I keep hearing Garzy's wing, Garzy's wing. I keep hearing that in my head now. I, I my Dunbine does not include uh, magic ducks <laughs> or uh, samurais riding raptors. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or an annoying guy named Chris. Are dudes with w- dudes with wings on his feet? Yeah. <laughs> Flying around awkwardly and naked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with with his soul being split to another dimension. Nice, nice, good times. But um. Any, yeah. So any... how how would Dunbine play out? I'm curious. Without without robots. It, I, I think with Dunbine, it, I, I think you could do it because. I, probably between that and some of the other ones that we'll be talking about, I don't It'd know. It'd probably be that, like Lotus Wars. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it would be as as a, a drastic change as you would think with some of these other shows. So it would be more like um, it'd be Lotus War meets uh, an Englishman in King Arthur's court. <laughs> you got the outer worlder coming to um, coming to Upper Earth trying to an Englishman in King Arthur's court. What are we talking oh, about? Oh my God! Did I say that it's again? Big, yes, you said, said it again. Did I say it again? Oh my God! I always say that. What's an wrong? Englishman in King Arthur's court would just be any <laughs> random guy in King Arthur's court, including King Arthur. A Yankee in King Arthur's court. I'm an ass. It's a oh my God. Yankee, right? Yeah, yeah, Yankee, Yankee in King, in King Arthur's, Arthur's court. court. How do I make the same mistake twice? <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh There's my no God. There is none. I, I I just don't learn. I just don't learn, man. Um, but yeah, that would that, be the stable boy. That could be anybody. That could be the, <laughs> the milk boy. That'd be Sir Gawain. Court jester. I'm an Englishman in King Arthur's court. Shocking! An Englishman in King Arthur's court. News at eleven. What's this? Nice. Camelot. What you talking about? <laughs> I've been here before. <laughs> right on. Oh my god. Yeah, right that's how how would that story be different if it was an Englishman in King Arthur's court? <laughs> <laughs> I mean another day in the office. Another day in Camelot. <laughs> I think it'd be kinda of boring. <laughs> <laughs> well then. Alright. Anything else to add about Dunbarn? Lacking uh Mecca lacking Mecca? Nothing. No. All all right. Well um I guess that's from mine. Um I don't know, would it change the show much if you took out the mechas out of Gasaraki? I mean, they, not they really, like, because yeah. uh, there's only two robots anyway, and uh-huh. they're not the be-all, end-all of anything, so mm-hmm. it, I don't think it would change the show too much. What if we, what if we replaced uh, the um, the mecha that's in uh, Votomes with, like, tanks and, and other kinds of, uh, you know, weaponry instead of having the, the scope dogs and whatnot? Um, you know, I, I don't think it would change the show that much, to be honest with you. Uh, if, if Well, the, the, the T in Votomes is stands yeah. for tank anyway, so... That is true. <laughs> that also would not be uh, 
all too different. It wouldn't be all too different. So um, we just we would just see Chirico killing people with his bare hands, as opposed to uh, <laughs> in a scope dog. <laughs> He'd be speeding around in a tank, uh, a heavily customized tank, like a like a freaking uh, Abrams customized to all hell. Yeah. <laughs> if we if we took the mecha out of uh, Die Guard, it'd just be office space <laughs> with with aliens attacking. <laughs> But um, yeah. To be honest, um, I, I those are like those are the shows that came to my mind first. Um, when it comes to shows that if we took the mecha out, uh, would they be radically different or not? But um, yeah, I I don't really have much when it comes to this. Um, maybe Escaflone would probably be more of a traditional sword and sandals type show. Yeah, that, that, and, I think that would uh, yeah. be even more like a Lotto Swore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, we go in the opposite way. We should we should definitely bring up uh some shows that actually have uh do have actual co- uh conceptual or have alternate versions told of them without the mecha like uh the manga for Code Geass is definitely oh. one of them <laughs> and um, not, not I'm not saying that it's good I'm just saying that it's out there oh well, it's out saying, there and 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 then um <laughs> a lot of things out there <laughs> and and then the manga version of Full Metal Panic and of course Fumofu the uh, animated series of Full Metal Panic um Fumofu also don't feature mecha in them as well. Hey, so, uh, Boltakun um, is a power armor. Oh yeah, you're right. So, um, if that's the case, then uh, I stand corrected on that. But uh, I think in the manga that I read for Full Metal Panic, there really wasn't much mecha involved. I think it was mentioned, but never seen. But uh, I could be wrong about that. But definitely, Code Geass the manga was lacking mecha, and and judging from Neo's uh Neo's uh, reaction there, it wasn't. It didn't play out all that well. So well, it wasn't just the lack of mecha that that made it stupid. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> a lot, yeah, a lot of. That was just that was just a contributing factor. So nightmare frames, not so much the problem uh, being missing from that, huh? No. All right. <laughs> no. Well, um, it looks like uh, 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 we're coming to a close in this segment. But um, any last things to say uh, about uh, about this uh, about mechas being uh, put into shows or taken out of shows at all? Universe. <laughs> <laughs> nice, uh, Neo. Um, well, I think if uh, you took the mecha out of uh, a day on, it'd probably be a happier ending. Oh, yeah, probably so. Uh, they'll, they'll find some way to kill themselves. Though. Maybe, maybe that would. little, maybe that little girl wouldn't lose her head at the end. <laughs> what would what would the buff clan be trying to destroy? They'll be like, "Curse you, blank! I'll destroy you with this blank." No, they still have the solo <laughs> ship. They still have that dumb ship. They just don't have the the um, you know, all, all the uh, the parts of the day on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would it would it would radically alter what douchebag uh, buff clan guy of the week would be there. It's like I will surely get the giant god with this beautiful fighter plane that I have. Damn, you I will giant destroy god. the solo ship with this space fighter. <laughs> <laughs> with the G pole, and the end res- the end result would be the same. <laughs> the, G- the G Falcon, huh? <laughs> Everybody loses or wins, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> oh yeah, a day on. That, that's that, that would be different, that's for sure. But um, I, I guess to close out the segment, I had some ideas of some characters that could be honorary mecha pilots. Um, although this shows probably wouldn't allow for too much mecha to be in them. Just just to throw these out there. Um, Takami Fujiwara from Initial D. As good as he is in cars, it makes me wonder how he would handle a mecha if um if given the chance. Uh, since robot that guy's racing. such a pro- robot racing, hell yeah, man! Um, make make ride back with that guy instead of instead of the garbage that it turned into. Oh, I saw the trailer for that show recently. It, it's bad, huh? That well, here's, sucks. Here's the problem in 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 like two sentences with ride back. Mm-hmm. It's it's a great show when it's a show about racing with uh, these transforming bike mecha. 
mm-hmm. but then it turns into generic like war conspiracy drama military thing with like all of the cliches of every military mecha show that we've seen before <laughs> and it totally just takes on a completely different feeling and is not as good and it would have been better if it had just stuck to the sports racing aspect damn I, I was I was just about to try to uh, to check that show out. I guess I guess maybe I should just pass on that one. Damn. You should pass. Uh, <laughs> it's only worth watching the first few episodes, and then as soon as it gets military, and like, eh, it's not nice. so much, not so much. But well, uh, I I have dodged another bullet. <laughs> I, I'm curious how uh, since we're talking about racing with robots, uh, how different mm-hmm. Cyber Formula would be if it had robots. Oh man, well, yeah. it kind of did have. Um, well, it had the the. You know, I forget what his name was. I haven't seen the show in a while, but it had the the AI in there, and um, yeah, it would be very different with that, and how they could integrate the AI with um with the robots. Yeah, if anything, um, the director knows how to put on at least a a, a pretty good super robot show. So, <laughs> I'm sure, it's not this... a Gundam show, but at least Ooh. he makes a good robot super robot show. Ouch, Jabman! <laughs> Jabman! I'm sorry. <laughs> But um, why are you uh, complaining? No, you're not. It's, I, I, it's actually, Fuk- I'm not. It's Fakuda who should be playing, complaining. Yeah, Fakuda or, or, or uh, apologizing. Fakuda needs to go back to the lab. <laughs> but um, uh, moving on. Um, Shin Kazama, who I mentioned from Area 88, would make a great pilot. Um, here's a controversial one. Um, Bulma Briefs from Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> as inventive as inventive as she is, I think would be you know pretty in tune and and piloting Mecha if given the shot. Um. I, oh, oh, she's you know since she's the tech head, the the one of the few in that show. Um, for hot blooded pilots, um, Rock Lee from Naruto is uh first one that comes to mind. He'd be more of a he'd be more of a G Gundam type uh, uh pilot if anything. Uh, ben Ten from Urusai Yatsura is another uh hot blooded pilot. Her being female too, be pretty badass in a mecha suit. Uh, Huey Freeman from Boondocks, man. He's so militant. I would love to see him in in some kind of crazy uh Afro Gundam or something. It'd be- <laughs> With the, and, uh, with can I can I throw one in? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Now this guy out of a, out of a show full of people who suck, this guy who definitely deserves his own robot, Ken Pachi from Bleach. Oh Ooh, yeah, that's a yeah. really good character, man. What? The- <laughs> that's <laughs> a great go- character stuck in a shitty show. Oh, oh. And, that, and that show started you, out so you, awesome. You, too. you just made a whole bunch of people cry. <laughs> Do you think that I care? <laughs> oh, I know you don't care, but I I completely agree with you because that show has gone completely down the poop tube. Oh, oh. Yeah. give take Kimpachi out of there, put him in another show, give him a robot, and he's he's good as gold. Hell yes, hell yes, I second that opinion. I got uh, I got two. Uh, Go for it. Uh, Riker's beard <laughs> and Adama's mustache. I think if they had their own mechs, how that would be different in these shows, they'd be unbeatable. <laughs> They would be unbeatable. No, if you uh, want to throw out someone from American Sci-Fi, now, now tell me, Neo, what would you think if John Sheridan had his own mecha? Ooh, from Babylon 5, huh? Just yeah. just, just as the captain, not as president, because he'd be too pretty. Yeah, as, cap- as yeah. Captain Sheridan. Oh, he'd be pretty badass. He, <laughs> he would. What about uh, what about uh, Captain uh, Captain Lambo, uh, Captain Sinclair? Oh, Commander Sinclair? Or Commander Sinclair, or whatever. The, yeah. Ugh, what's going on? <laughs> Keep the station under control. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe if it was when he became Ranger One, it'd be more cool. Yeah, it would be cool. Yeah. (laughs) No, no, Captain Captain Sheridan as a mecha pilot, and it it, you can kind of see that because he does have that. He's got that streak of hot bloodedness in him. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, he would be. 
he's so animated when it comes to certain things. So yeah, that that would be a great. Um, that would be he certainly gets going at it when he's in a Star Fury. Uh, whenever yeah. he's in one, so <laughs> definitely give 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 that guy a robot. Well, since since you guys are going to the realm of American sci-fi, what about um Starbuck from um re revamped uh, Battlestar Galactica? Mm, I don't know because. Uh, she was a badass in the Viper, man. She'd, Just the she'd Viper blow it up and then come back as some <laughs> angel ghost thing and then vanish. Yeah. You'd be like, what the hell? Nice. But she, the, the point is that she still she still handled her business. But um, I guess my last candidate, and um, no one can argue with me here, if given a Mecca. Don't say that. because no, we, we could sure to hell make an argument. <laughs> hey, 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 he'd be the most dangerous man in, in a Mecca. If he's, he, he's already the most dangerous man. I already man. know where this is going. Oh, man, there's no, there's no arguing this. The, the goddamn Batman. Give him a Mecca, and I, I'd love to see Oof. what he'd do with it. The Batman, Batman. Batman. Uh, well, yeah, Batman yeah, that's sir. not what I thought at all. Because Batman uh, already has vehicles, and 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 yeah. I thought you were gonna say something like Jack Bauer. Oh well, yeah, Jack Bauer too. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we, uh, Jack Bauer would be actually pretty badass. I didn't know, I didn't think of him. But Batman, man, since he already uses a uh, machinery already, man, I like to see him in a full flown mech. He already has a robot. Just watch the big O. Oh yeah. Uh, true. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well then, I I, I stand down. <laughs> but anything oh, that was that was that was a low one, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> That's called going after the low hanging fruit. Yeah, it was very very true. Well, any anything else, um, fellas? Or that's pretty much it. All right. Well, we bring this segment to a close, and we'll be back with more Gundam at MAHQ. What did the anime addicts say when asked who would win in a battle between a magical girl and a team of Pokemon? Who doesn't want to spin around glow and have all their clothes fly off? Anime. The battle stops when you do it. You don't have to worry about getting shot. Like, no one ever thinks, oh my god, she's changing. Quick, shoot her. Addicts. First of all, I would say that my Pokemon would not be enticed by your nakedness. 12-year-old breasts and ass are not going to entice my Charmander. Anonymous. I'm eating a sandwich (laughs) calling my bookie because I just stomped your ass. Podcast. Visit the Anime Addicts at www.aaapodcast.com and iTunes. All right, Darby. Get your cards. We'll settle this once and for all with poker. Kindly cut the deck. Jotaro. I need to hear y'all say those little words. All right. I will bet my soul. Let's begin. What's wrong, sir? Hurry up and look at your cards. I'm keeping them. I'm going to bet with these five cards. He came with the name Cincinnati. How can you play the game without looking at your cards? With no A's in the hole. Hey, Abdul, I need a favor. On a, hot a favor. I'll go along with that. But why aren't you looking at your cards? I'm going to raise you all of Abdo's soul. What? If Chotaro wants me to bet, and pray for that one lucky day, 
I will trust him. Hey! I asked you for a cop! Okay. I'm raising you 15 chips and all! What? Jotaro has no more chips left. I'll raise you all of Got Joint Soul. Jotaro! Alright, so down. Hold on, I'm not finished. There's a little matter of a raise I'd like to make. What the? Vagina chips! And chips in the pot! I'm gonna raise you my mother's soul. Not this holy! If you lose, you have to reveal the secret of Dio's stand. Come on! Are you gonna call or fold? Say it out loud! Right now! He must have passed out from too much tension. He conceded the game. In his mind, he'd folded the cards. So all the souls he captured are now released, since he has admitted his defeat. Four of a kind. In his hand, he had four kings. Jotaro, those face-down cards of yours, what were they? said I thought so. Does that mean you knew what my cards were? <laughs> open. God damn it, open! Prime, you said the Matrix would light our darkest hour. Magnus! I want the Matrix! Never! Welcome back to Gundam and MHQ. That brings an end to this episode 81 of this podcast radio tube show. And we discussed uh, some thoughts on Gundam The Origin, this episode, the anime adaptation, as well as things that we think Bandai should do but won't to help reinvigorate Gundam in America. Mm -hmm. We also went into a rather silly topic of what shows do we think would benefit from having Mecha or be different if they had Mecha. And what mecha shows would be different if the mecha were taken away? Right on. Interesting. Though this is a big holiday weekend with movies, I'll throw it out there now. You can expect in the next episode, yes, we will be talking about Transformers Dark of the Moon. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Well, which which, which Neo, Neo already gives the salute. So um, when Chris and I see it, between now and then, we'll be um, able to shoot that salute down. I can't wait. Yay for Bay. <laughs> Should, should we uh, should we have um, uh, Dark Side of the Moon playing over while we're talking it? <laughs> and yes, and to be amply sued. We got it. We, we have to uh, start it at the at the third at the third lion roar. Yes. So, do you uh, gentlemen have any news you want to give mention to? Uh, just support the sponsors, Petco and Champs. Um, I know, like every major sport now, is locked out in um, in the United States, but you know you can still be a fan and buy some things there. And there's always table tennis. There's always yeah. There's <laughs> always, poker. There's always something. 
Hey, the people, uh, the people in Boston, your team uh, won the Stanley Cup, so the Bruins you know, definitely, um, you know, get some stuff there. But um, if you just want dreams of the NFL or the NBA, well, you know, sometimes you just need to dream on. So there you go. Major League Sports has finally got a vacation year. Let's do it. But um, yeah, definitely support the sponsors. Um, I, I know I have uh, some upcoming news here um, uh, at Anime Festival Orlando, which is the first weekend in August. Um, there's going to be a panel. Uh, called So You Want to Start Your Own Anime Podcast. It's um, uh, appearing in this panel are going to be members uh, from different podcasts uh, like Primetime Geek, Anime Addicts Anonymous, the Ass Backwards uh, Anime Podcast, and of course uh, some members of Gundam at MAHQ are all going to participate in this panel. And um, it's mainly about it, it's going to cover pretty much the ins and outs of equipment, sound quality, marketing, promotion, casting, and on air style, and just different aspects of getting your own podcast started. And if you're going to be here in Orlando at Anime uh, Festival Orlando during that time, you should definitely check us out at that panel. Um, if you want more details, head on over to AnimeFestivalOrlando.com and click on the panel section and all the details that you need are there. Alright, anything else? Uh, what five kajillion podcasts are you going to be on this week? <laughs> None for now. I know it's shocking. Shocking news! All oh, the humanity of it all! Just Gundam. Alright, well, uh, interestingly, I have some news along those lines. Uh, I'm scheduled on the 24th to appear on Anime Addicts Anonymous. Hey, hey! Yes, indeed. Uh, subject to change, but so far that, that date is pretty set, so uh, tune in to their website and uh, check that out when that happens. Mm-hmm. Also in podcast news, episode one of Laplace's Box is finally out. Yes. Awesome. Can I catch that on iTunes? But not yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't even have iTunes, do you? <laughs> no, no he, he does. He does. He does. I have iTunes, yeah. You can't. You right. can't. You can I just, catch uh, it. I, I just don't listen well, to podcasts. Well, you can't. <laughs> You can uh, manually add the feed, which is very simple to do, and there are instructions for that in the Mecha Talk thread. Oh, nice. People don't listen and will ask when we're on iTunes. What are you on iTunes? Despite me giving instructions on how you can manually put into iTunes with two clicks, but hey, I just, went, I just went to iTunes shop. Why, why isn't it on there? Where is it? Lapasta's box? <laughs> and if well, you... you know what is on the iTunes shop is Chaos Theater. Oh, yes, wow. Oh, okay. I see it and there. You can subscribe to that and uh, give us some, some stars and uh, give us some reviews, please. Thanks, Steve Jobs, for putting us on. <laughs> that guy. Oh. 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 oh, my gosh. How dare you besmirch the turtle? Oh. <laughs> and, and, and by me saying that, before this episode even goes live, Chaos Theater's already been delisted. <laughs> oh, my God. probably got delisted since you said that on there. Yes. In real time. This. Well done, Chris. As he's, <laughs> so, as he's sitting yes, in please, the uh, cave, in the, in, the, in the Jobs cave, you know, he's listening to everything meddling. If you wanna, if you wanna check out Laplace's block box, definitely head on Laplace's over to Laplace's blocks. La, la, I'm sorry, Laplace's. It's not, a, it's not a Lego podcast. <laughs> If only it was, though. If you want to check out Laplace's box, head on over to laplaceshow.blogspot.com. And, of course, Chaos Theater's main website is chaostheater.blogspot.com. Thank you for saying the URL that I was going to say. Hey, man, you're welcome. <laughs> of course, you can also find both shows on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Chaos Theater is CTCast and Laplace is Laplace Show. So please um, send in your mailbag questions. Send in your news, uh, show your support uh, for the show, and uh, or Andres, who uh, is bringing you all of that Plamo goodness every month. Oh, yes. And on a slightly related note for news, um, we have covered 
model news in the past, of course, on Gundam and Neo's news, and we've had modeling segments with Andres. But now that his show is off the ground, probably shouldn't expect to see too much of that on here anymore. Yeah. Because that's the point of his show. And I would say that if you have model kit news and whatnot, that stuff's probably better suited for his show, so there'll be a thread you can submit that stuff. And, of course, if there's, like, a super major announcement, sure, we'll, we'll do it here on Neo's News, but otherwise, you know, yeah. the Pomo News should really be, like, his domain now. Yeah, no... Just keep that in mind when you're thinking of posting something in Neo's News. We don't want to take the man's thunder. That would not be cool. Exactly. <laughs> but, all right. And that about wraps it up. So, unless there's anything else uh, you gentlemen want to say, that'll be the end of the show. Well, definitely check out these websites. Head on over where the magic happens. M-A-H-Q. That's the Mecca and Anime headquarters. Also, you can check out Gundam's main website at Gundam.net. That's right, it's spelled as it sounds. Also, you can find us on iTunes, Facebook, and other forms of social networking. If you look for those links, you'll find them at Gundam.net as well. And last but not least, Shinjuku Station has a movie podcast. Shinjuku Station at the Movies can be found at shinstation.blogspot.com. And back to you, Chris. All right, that is the end of the line. Destination Tokyo. We'll catch you back next time in episode 82. Captain, there are three new units. Yeah, I see them. They wiped out our base. Graham. Katagiri. The professor. The professor's gone. They killed him? You murdering bastards are gonna pay. Time to die, Gundams. Prepare to withdraw. Do we have to? At least let me have some fun, Johan. Just a little. Relax, it'll be over soon. I'm just gonna smash you and destroy you, then wipe you all out! Fly, my fangs! What the hell are those? Ah, That bastard! How would no? Show you, Gundam! This is the power of the flag! I'm in trouble if this keeps up. That's not gonna happen! the flags Gundam at MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint a proud part of the AAA podcast network Sebastian. We'll have to deal with this ourselves, old friend, just like we dealt with those pesky squirrels in the backyard. Are you ready for some action, Sebastian? Um, dear? Kanichi has always run to us for help or hid whenever there was any trouble. 
He's always been afraid to live life to the fullest. Now he's chosen to stand up for himself. So I think that we should let him try and fight his own battles. Sleep now, Sebastian! Once again, my love, you're right. There's no need to worry about him. With our DNA, he's destined to become a strong man! <laughs> I'm a little worried about your DNA, though. Blue.